before we get started on this episode, I want to share something that I wrote on a Facebook post with all you awesome listeners out there. Trigger warnings for snowflakes. To the generations that grew up listening to Creed and Sabbath, Motorhead, Akadaka, Metallica, Gunners, Pantera, etc. What the fuck happened to us? Did our balls drop off? We were going to change the world. Now we're wearing pink, sorry, salmon polo shirts with creases in our shorts. Let's get the first trigger out of the way. The flag behind me. Hey, the Eureka Stockade flag behind me in my shed. There is no flag in the world that has more representation from various nations that chose to stand under it voluntarily, regardless of colour, creed or religion, against oppression. Interesting fact, they were fighting not to have to carry our papers around with them. Read a history book. For those about to label me a racist, I literally danced around a fire in traditional paint within some indigenous brothers of mine with this flag tattooed on my leg. When they asked me about it, I told them what happened. They agreed it was worthy and honourable to fight against the Redcoats. In January last year, we all knew that those in power all around the world lie, cheat and steal from the people. The fact is, it has become the norm. We expect them to do it. It's been years since we voted for someone we actually liked. It's normally who we hate the least. However, now we think these same narcissistic psychopaths have our best interests at heart. Have they missed a paycheck? Have they lost their businesses, jobs, wanted how to feed their families? I'm not anti-anything. Let me be very, very clear on that. Wear a mask, get the quaxine, be the best gender-fluid unicorn you can be. However, I am for free speech. Freedom of choice, freedom to travel, freedom to share information, freedom to question and right to protest. Forgive me how I'm pretty sure millions of men, women and children died in order for us to have those freedoms. What would they say now? We've also known for years that the media manipulates what we see, however we now think they don't have an agenda. Through the podcast, teaching and me just being me, I'm connected to thousands of people around the globe. I have no one who knows anyone who's had the beer virus. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. I'm interested. I'd like to know about your experience. However, I do know someone directly who died within two hours of getting the vaccine and another who had a very serious adverse reaction. The deaths connected with it are approaching 400 down here. It's not even a tenth of that that the beer virus has taken in the same time frame. Industrial complexes whose focus and business model is on profit for illness that have literally been sued and paid out billions of dollars for killing us, brought us the opioid crisis, which has needlessly killed hundreds of thousands and we think they are pure with no ill intent. Quick question. How much does a test or a quaxine cost? It's not free. Someone is making a profit somewhere. Again, do whatever you want. Do what you think you need to do. However, do not push your choices onto others. It's their sovereign right as a human to decide for themselves. I give everyone fair warning though. Any government that requires you to be tracked, injected and carry papers to move around your community is much worse than anything else that is going on right now. The term it's for your safety has been used by every totalitarian dictatorship for all time. History repeats itself and I implore you to have a look at history to see how this ends. Fear and control, divide and conquer are the oldest methods to control the populace, and we're falling for it again. I thought we were going to change the world and move past the bullshit that has continually plagued our existence. 
I'm not angry though. Just disappointed. Now I've let those words sink in a little bit. I'm just going to leave them there. I don't think anything needs to be added to that. Let me introduce you guys to our next guest. Panay Andoff is an author of 11 books, is an ET contactee, and an experienced astral traveler. He's looked into the realms that we can't quite see. And his experience that he describes to us in this podcast is very similar to a lot of other experiences. One of the crazier things that's happened during the last 18 months is UFOs have been confirmed to be real. And it's another one of those things, I know we've talked about it here before, however, not a lot of people are talking about it yet. And experiences like Parnay's need to be taken into account now. They need to be thoroughly examined and experienced. Because he's not the only one of us that's experienced these things. And he spent 30 years researching and looking at different ways to experience alternate dimensions. Astral travelling is something that I have experienced personally. And something that is pretty commonplace and something you can train to do if you choose to. We get into that and we get into a number of different things. This conversation was epic, deep and filled with so much information that I'm still computing what me and Pane spoke about. You'll notice you didn't get the intro before I started talking. I'm going to give it to you now. I'm trying a few little different things. I've got some people working in the background with some different bits of music, so we'll start the intro now, and I'll put a song on the end. I'm not real sure just yet what it's going to be. really want to thank Pane for his time, and I look forward to our next conversation, whenever that may be. Remember to follow Unlocking the Code, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to support us on Patreon, look up Unlocking the Code. That'd be awesome. Any support you could throw our way. Kudos to Jono for the intro, again Pane for his time. This one's a bit of a distraction, however important at the same time. Let's take our minds off the current situation and delve into other dimensions. Thanks very much guys, look after yourselves, stay safe, be kind, be cool, be free, stay disciplined and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Welcome back, everyone. It's my great pleasure to introduce Pane Andoff to the podcast. How are you, sir? Thank you, Trifom. I'm well, well appreciated that you have reached out and uh, that you have invited me to your postcard podcast. No worries, mate. So, how do I? I'm, I was thinking about how to introduce you. So maybe I just let you introduce yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm surrounded. Just so everyone's aware. I've got six books, and that's what, six of 11, did you say? Yes, that's correct. So just so we, un- we understand, I've got The Awakening Part 1, uh, and I've got Volume 1 and Volume 3. Uh, I've got Alien Implants, Hacking the Alien Internet. I've got 
someone else is on the moon. I tend to agree with that. Uh, alien presence confirmed. Well, that's actually totally true now, isn't it, in the mainstream? Absolutely. Um, and Saturn and the secrets of the extraterrestrial engineers. So, obviously, you're an author, but how else would you introduce yourself, mate? Oh, look, uh, let's say I'm someone who came to help in the awakening process. Okay. So... I've been into this research and uh, study over 30 years. I'm also a contactee from a very early age. Okay. My contacts with extraterrestrial beings, they started when I was only seven. Mm-hmm. And then eventually there was a pause of about seven years and then they reappeared again as I start training certain techniques of mental how should I put it, practice, mm-hmm. uh, in a sense, you know, from Kundalini Yoga to Qigong to ESP training, seeing blindfold, uh, progressive meditation, Yoga Nidra and similar practices. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it uh, led to the point that I was able to read blindfold, not just behind me or in front of me, but uh, from one room to another room and then from one apartment to another apartment, then from one state to another state through phone, you know, and then it developed more and more. And uh, so when you say read, what do you, how do you, like, what are you reading blindfolded? Pages or information, shapes, etc.? First, it started with the so-called ESP cards mm-hmm. or Zener yep. cards. The, the star uh, and the circle yes. and the, yep, yep. So the original Zener cards are only having five symbols. Mm-hmm. That's square, circle, plus, star, and wavy lines. Yes. But uh, about 25 years ago, we added additional uh, symbol triangle because it's a important shape between star and square, if you will. Yep. You know, And uh, it starts with... Uh, uh, practice of those ESP cards and uh, when the, the mental screen starts to activate as a result of a dimethyltryptamine mm-hmm. uh, appearance inside the pineal gland yes. uh, due to certain breathing techniques, concentration mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, uh, you start to see visions. Yes. The visions are first randomly what people refer or military refer as, as uh, remote viewing. Which yes, means, remote viewing. Uh, yeah the astral membrane activates Mm -hmm. and you start to receive all kind of, uh, let's say, visions of places that are either close or very far away and in a random way, so to speak, in a sense, like someone is just uh, uh, sending you motion pictures. Yes. That's the first state and you can't control it much, but uh, with further training, you can um, change what you're seeing on the astral membrane and you can practically... Uh, master the ability to such level that you can see like with uh, your open eyes. Wow. So not just colors or numbers or symbols. Places, but, uh, actual but places everything. and people, everything. Everything, everything. And then eventually telepathy kicks in and so on and so forth. So when I started progressively training, I was training about uh, seven hours uh, per day. Really, and, and what? So for uh, for, our, uh, for sorry. Yeah, I'll just you, you've said a thousand things that I've got a thousand questions for. Um, <clears throat> I want to stay on this track, but I want to hear about your ET experience as well. However, what? How old were you when you started this training, and and 
and were you doing it in a professional sense or was it just a personal journey or was about it about 14 about 14 when when i started uh, the first experience uh, uh, or the contact with the extraterrestrials appeared when i was only seven yes yeah. that's when they changed my brain functionality if you will so and is that did that happen you said you were from macedonia is it was that yeah. over there in eastern europe or was that it talk? happened in 1980 in skopje in macedonia okay and uh, it was quite interesting event mm. uh, my brother who unfortunately passed away in 2015 may he rest in peace yeah. yes rest in peace and uh, he used to train martial arts okay and uh, we were ending at the time and uh, the place that he used to go training was a river nearby and usually around 6 7 p.m that time he was going to to train his martial arts and occasionally he was taking me with him you know mm -hmm. and one such evening uh, i was with him as we were walking along the river all of a sudden it was a crystal clear night sky you mm -hmm. know full moon all of a sudden there was another circular object near the moon and as a seven-year-old uh, by the way he was 14 years older than yep. me oh 14 years older yeah okay. yeah big difference mm -hmm. and uh and i asked my brother how come there could be two moons mm. and when i didn't got any response for a couple of seconds you know i just uh, look at him you know and just notice that he is just staring in, in this object uh, you know because as an older as an older he has yeah, a comprehension yeah, of yeah, what he's yeah. seeing he yeah. understood you know what he is seeing and uh, as i looked back into into the object the object started to move rapidly and um, approached us and it came it came to about uh, 50 meters distance mm -hmm. and uh, trifon i can tell you that is a experience i will never forget you know i, I had many experiences after that but that first one was i can't was even quite, imagine you know the the, the closest so, that i've seen pane is is a is a uh -huh. is a star bouncing around the sky that i saw when i was a teenager that was my closest Fair enough. and i've seen a, a what they call the min min lights out west you know where the the light never changes yeah. and it looks like it's focused on you for quite a while yeah but that's as close as i've got so how how far away was it from you like 50 50 meters and then i noticed that there is like a glowing plasma shield around it it was like a dancing energy if yes you, if you will and then the next thing that appeared was a huge white flash like a poof. yeah and the moment uh it happened everything was whiteness the first thing that uh, i felt it that i'm having difficulty of breathing mm -hmm. like i can mm, uh, catch breath if you will you know and a sensation of weightless like there is absolutely no gravity like i'm moving through through air if you will you know yeah and uh, as uh, the seconds were passing by all of a sudden the whiteness on one particular region started to fade away mm -hmm. to reduce to clear up and all of a sudden i'm seeing like an opening with the silhouettes which are standing and looking uh, at us yeah right and as the, the the vision clears more and more i notice that those silhouettes are not human <laughs> 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 you can imagine the adrenaline rush of a small boy you know yeah that's right seeing beings, well, you're, well, you're, you know? you're beginning to comprehend what you're seeing I yeah think. yeah How's your brother at this point? Is he just... You know? At this stage, my brother, you know, he's separate. And uh, uh, that's f the few seconds where I'm losing contact with him. Okay. 
So the next thing which occurs is that I'm hearing voices in my head on Macedonian language um, saying uh, not to be afraid, mm -hmm. that they are not here to, to hurt us. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the beings actually gave me a hand, you know, and I took it, you know. And as it we went me through, we went through like a passage mm -hmm. way, so to speak, and I started to look around and everything was like a plastic, but uh, the plastic type of structure, very sophisticated, very advanced. Yeah. But there was like a rainbow light that was moving in and out uh, from, from the structure. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were some form of like uh, windows, mm -hmm. which were very dark. Um, uh, I, I thought at the time that it's a, it's, a, it's a glass, but actually it's not a glass, it's a nanotechnology, yes. which actually simulates the effect of the, what we use as glass. As now, we, what now, we see is glass. Yeah, yeah. And as uh, we went through, they said that they would like, that's where I totally lost the contact with my brother. Uh, they said that they wanted to run some tests. And uh, as soon as I went inside, I noticed that there are a couple of different species. It's not the, the same species. So like, we're talking, like, uh, uh, so a couple of questions there. How are you feeling at this point? Have they... Very uh, calm, mean, very calm. But obviously, they, sonically, they were, they were calming in. Calming so they're down, using sound, you know, using yeah. sound to, to bring not you down. sound, probably the form of telepathy, if you will, far more Just, just letting, letting you know that everything's yeah, okay, yeah, you're, yeah. you're safe. Yeah. And you didn't have any um, malevolent feelings, these... No, not at all, not at all. And uh, I noticed that uh, the creatures are using, uh, uh, for example, they were changing eyes. Mm. In one point, uh, they were t totally black, then totally white, and then neon blue or neon green. Like chameleon almost. I like. didn't know what to make of it at the time, but in later years, just to quickly you know, give a reference, mm. I noticed that... Uh, they change uh, the appearance of the eyes because of different factors. For example, if there is a radiation which is harmful to them, they put the black uh, cover on. Yes. If they use telekinesis, telepathy or something, it can glow either uh, darkish bluish or darkish greenish, if you know what I mean. You know, It almost and could be like light filters as well or energy types, those sorts of things. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they're using, if they actually communicated with the alien and artificial intelligence, because practically the entire uh, setup of the of what we refer to as UFO uh, or, or their alien ship it runs on nanotechnology. Yeah. So this nanotechnology operates through alien artificial intelligence, which they control through their thoughts. Mm. So and were they humanoid? Or they, are we talking? Uh, they were like a the big grays, whitish, whitish, yeah. grayish. You know, not the grays that are, you know usually do the bed abductions. They're yeah. different, different kind of, of creatures. But I noticed there is like a, a small, uh, uh, like a energy, energy extension, like a small wings at the okay. back, you know, on yeah. some of them. And as they were looking with their heads, wherever they were looking, there was like a virtual reality screens, like algorithms which are appearing with um, their language, you know, and uh, statistic and similar stuff. Wow. And uh, one of the of the creatures just looked in one of the, the directions. Uh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, towards uh, the the chamber where I was. And there was a, a, a platform that appeared out of nowhere. Another creature looked up and then all of a sudden from the ceiling, a, a light source began. Mm. And they mentioned to me just to lie down on this platform that they want to run some tests. 
and uh, I went into the platform. It was like a how should I put it, like a obelisk in a okay. in a uh, horizontal way, so to speak, you know, vertical way. And as as it as it went through, immediately as I lie down, I noticed they said close close your eyes. I noticed that my clothes were gone. They okay. dis- they disappeared. And then this light source, I was able to to see that there is absolutely even with closed eyes that there are like a beams of light that are going on my body scanning scanning the body the surface there was no pain at all i felt it like a colder and warmer sensations if you will Mm. and at the time i didn't know what they were doing but in later years i understood that they are using uh, special scanning programs advanced programs which uh, are scanning the dna uh, archives yes in other words uh, our true essence is consciousness we are immortal immaterial beings yes. uh, which uh, travel who travel from from body to body yes. you know what i mean yeah. sometimes it's human body sometimes it's not and so so forth so wherever our true essence yeah wherever you where the source energy is yes. that's what they were scanning to see where you'd come from yeah not just that but also all the experiences that you let's say had for the last uh, 15, 20, 50,000 years or even prior, mm-hmm. it's all stored in the DNA of your current uh, host, if you want to mean. Okay. So they have the technology to unlock through certain combinations, scanning, mathematical calculations, and so on and so forth, which our scientists are still not sure if they are up to that level that they can. It's a possibility, but I'm talking about shadow government, of course, not yes. the, the classical science. Yeah. Uh, uh, and what they were doing they were trying to see what exactly i did in the past what uh, are more my qualities and so on and so forth and what uh, most important what are my aspirations yes and uh, they said that uh, i will be playing a major role in the process of the awakening okay at the time i didn't know what they were referring or something and also they said that they're very glad that they have found me before the others did yeah not even the that was ringing any bell at the time you know Mm. who are the others but now i have a perfect understanding Mm. and uh, the sensations eventually uh, stopped on the body and they transferred it on the right side of of my uh, brain Mm. on the right hemisphere and that's where it started to feel like a tinkling. Mm-hmm. And what they were doing, they were installing an alien implant. Okay. So there are three types of alien implants, metallic, non-metallic, and synthetic. Yeah. So they are biological, so to speak, which very, very uh, easily integrates with the, with the structure, with the bone or tissue, whatever the mm-hmm. case is. So what they were doing, they were literally installing this implant and uh, creating a new new neuron pathways if you will yes through the brain that uh, will communicate uh, uh, with uh, with my body more profoundly okay and they said that uh, they are placing uh, this device so they can found me more easily and they can protect me from the others once again it didn't ring any bell at the time well, what you're, exactly you're seven <laughs> years old <laughs> what you yeah. expect right yeah. so and uh, that was over and then they said okay it's done and then all of a sudden as before i just open open my eyes i noticed that my clothes are back and i actually jump out of it and uh, 
again no no connection with my brother i don't know where he went what they were doing yeah, you know yeah. like my concentration was i was so overwhelmed with what was happening well how do you, you i mean know? how can you yeah yeah look i think at, at seven years old you are you know my daughter's seven in there and she is at a beautiful age where she comprehends a lot of things but is innocent enough to probably roll with an experience like yeah, that yeah. but again i mean it's so outside anything yeah that yeah. any of us has ever any any of us have ever experienced um so did they what happened after that they let you go or? so what they do uh they practically made the entire uh, uh bottom you know the 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 um, the surface of the ufo completely transparent mm -hmm. you know and then i was able to see that we are moving rapidly above the vodno mountain so in skopje the vodno mountains is the uh, mountain is the biggest one yep you know and as we're approaching towards the suburb which is uh, karpush fall where we were living at the time uh, I started to notice the the surrounding neighborhood, you mm -hmm. know, the familiar neighborhood, and then they said that we are okay for now, we are done, finished, you know. And the moment it happened, there was another white flash, like, and then again the same process process of of weightlessness. Weightless is nothing, and yeah. uh, especially difficulty of breathing. Do you think? I mean, and I'm trying to comprehend and stay with you in this do you think that was like a transporter or something like that teleportation yeah uh, but uh, when you start to do that more time the the body adjusts adjust and it's easier when it's uh, a bit uh, more mature mm -hmm. when it's young you know it still needs some more bread so to speak if you know yeah you I mean. still yeah yeah not you're not completely yeah. built yeah so trifon the interesting part uh is that the moment the teleportation ended i found myself in the bed mm. the first thought that came through my mind was what happened to yeah, where's your brother yeah where is my brother you know immediately jumping out of the bed and started to uh, to run towards his room and as soon as i actually opened the door the doors were closed opened the door into into his room I saw my brother literally shaking on the bed and there was a blood coming from, from his nostril opening. Wow. And op wide open eyes staring directly into the ceiling, shaking. To make the situation even more complex, so to speak, you know, complicated, my mother woke up. And uh, first of all, you know, before she literally get uh, to herself, so to speak, when she saw my brother, you know, that uh, he's bleeding, you know, and shaking, like, you know, without control, she freaked out. Mm, of course. What's going would. on? Yeah. You know, what's going on? Are you all right? You know? And uh, after a few minutes, he started to stabilize. And uh, first of all, she asked, how did you guys go in? There is only one entrance into the house and the, the, the door is locked. Yeah, and we've been missing for over two hours and something, you know. Yeah, right. So you guys had gone past the time you were supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in the in the meantime, my mother, you know, she fell asleep and she said, "How did you guys go in? You know, there is absolutely no way that you you you, you could you could return, you know." Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, my brother, he couldn't remember a thing. They cut the full memory. Really? You know. So did he remember the UFO at all? The Nothing. only the only thing that he remembered is that we were we were uh, walking towards the place that he usually practice mm -hmm. uh, the river, and that uh, we were seeing uh, uh, two moons. 
that's that's all like a two objects close to the uh, the one object close to the moon that's the only thing that he would remember but me on the other hand i i regained the full recollection and i started to speak to them you know my brother was was shaking badly but my mother she was listening like i'm telling something you know out of this world you yeah. know the first reaction that uh, uh, that uh, that she actually tried to do is to call the police you right. know and to see what's going on you know mm -hmm. something is not right here you know or to call some family members yeah but luckily my brother who was a lot older than me as mentioned he conquered down and said look don't panic imagine we are talking about 1980 yeah, 1980 right. when yeah. you start to talk about ufos yeah <laughs> that's right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's a big no no you and, know? and you don't need that kind of attention no, no a big no no, no. no. Yeah. and she and and he said to her you know please calm down i'm okay <clears throat> you know just don't call and uh, that's how it ended uh, the evening. and but things changed when i started to go to sleep mm. something was not right there was like an energy that that was literally uh, flowing through me. Mm. Even before I went to sleep, I noticed that if, let's say, I come close to a let's say a table with a with a sharp edge, mm -hmm. I don't touch it uh, physically. I'm not touching it physically, but I feel that my aura has been cut. So the, oh, se yeah, it's, so it's, the sensitivity yeah, of yeah, the yeah. aura has increased rapidly. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, what is that? Your your aura is three feet. Is it three feet? It all depends generally? from person to person. Yeah, depends how old the person is, how much energy, what and how, how much mental force does yeah, it yeah. have? You know, is it uh, practicing regularly, yeah. like a chi mm -hmm. kong or similar things, like Shaolin monks, or is just a regular person? You know, who doesn't exercise, doesn't train, or doesn't meditate? You know, yep. there are so many different factors in in play. Okay. So the thing is. As I fall, felt asleep, all of a sudden I awa I woke, you know, awake. I felt awake, and and something was strange. The height was not the same. I was like a one meter or one meter and a half higher than I used to. I'm yeah, used yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I can see the the room, mm. and then I'm flipping over. And then I saw you myself down, yourself, yeah. down on the bed, yeah. and I freaked out, and immediately the the experience cut off. Mm. I didn't know what to make of it. I thought that I was dying, and in the later years I learned that that's called astral, astral projection, astral projection, you know, yeah. exteriorization yeah. of consciousness, yeah. you know. And then it happened again, and then as I am actually floating, I used a, a, a conscious uh, command to pass through the ceiling. Yes, you know. Yep. And I can see the floor, I can see the, the, the bed, you know, my body down, everything else. And as soon as I pass through through the, the ceiling, you know, and, and the roof, mm -hmm. I'm looking the entire neighborhood from the bird's perspective. Yeah. And that was amazing for, for a little kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't fly like uh, I'm used to, you know, at the time. But what I did, I did a long jumps, like a 10, 15 meter jumps, you know, yeah. from one roof to another. But it was quite interesting, Trifon, that about 50 meters away from me, there was a orb of light, yeah, which was following me all the time, like babysitting me, if you know what I mean. Mm. You know? And uh, I didn't feel any any threat from it. It's just like they were looking after, you know, and see what will happen further, you know. Mm. And 
then it progressed to the point that I was able to read uh, the thoughts of my mother, of my brother, of, of our friends, you know, simply I was listening uh, to the voices that were coming into my head. Yeah, telepathy. Telepathy. Yeah. Or eventually she was taking me to the, to the place, you know, uh, uh, to the marketplace. The moment we went into the bus, you know, you start to hear all that psychic noise, yeah, you know, it's too just much, yeah. one guy is thinking I paid too much for the tomatoes, the other guy, I want to buy TV, you know, yeah, whatever my it girl is, the chatter, chat me, uh, cheated on me, you know, and similar stuff. So all that noise was very difficult to cope, you know, it's mm -hmm. like an open radio channel, so to speak, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately, all that uh, emanation or expression of force, if you will, uh, ended in an incident. Okay. So one evening, uh, about few few weeks after after the, the initial events, incident, yeah. yeah, I was supposed to go to bed, and in Macedonia, uh, the temperature can can go very low during the let's say autumn or or, or winter, if you know what I mean. You know? Yeah, and usually what my mother was doing at the time, she puts like an electrical blanket that she bought from Germany, you know. Mm -hmm and for 10-15 minutes and it warms out the bed mm. you know we live in a country which is very nice climate if you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but if you live in a different part of the world there is very cold it yeah. can go to zero degrees minus 10 during the night the, the, uh, during the night similar stuff mm -hmm. and she put it on and in the meantime uh she is getting a phone call from her neighbor And uh, the neighbor is, is calling her to come for a chat, you know, on mm -hmm. a co for a coffee. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said to me, Pane, let's go, you know, for, for a short, you know. And uh, we went through. It take us about, I don't know, seven, eight minutes to get there. And I started playing with uh, her neighbor's uh, friends, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, my mother and, 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 and her friend, they're having a, a coffee. So after a few minutes, I start to feel very strange. Mm. I'm seeing the, the cards, everything that we are playing with, uh, with the other kids, you know, but all of a sudden I'm seeing uh, the room where I'm sleeping in smoke. That came like a vision with, with open eyes, then it, it dropped. Mm. Then after, let's say, 20, 30, 40 seconds again and then again, and then eventually it started to, to, to be very real. And it came to the point that I felt uncomfortable and I approached my mother, I said, look, mom, sorry to bother you, but I think that the house is on fire. And yeah. she started laughing, you know? <laughs> she yeah, started well. laughing <laughs> like normal, you know? And okay, she pushed me away. And as the two or three minutes are passing, the, the visions are not just alarming, they're exploding. Yeah. And I'm going back to her for a second time. I said, look, mom, you mm -hmm. have to check this. There is something wrong and I can see it. I can feel it, you know. Mm. And she started laughing. But on the other hand, her friend uh, by the name Trianka, so to speak, she said, look, it's just a few minutes away. Let's go for a walk and check it out, you know. Mm. The moment we went uh, around the corner where we could see the house that we were living at the time. It was on fire. 
a huge smoke and fire coming out. My mother started to scream and then all the neighbors started to come up. They got, grabbed buckets of, of water, you know. Luckily, the fire didn't uh, go to the install, electrical installation and burn the, because we were renting at the yeah, time, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean, you know. And luckily, the fire was put down. The police came, everything, you know. When everyone left, I got such a big treatment, so to speak, from my mother. Yeah, and yeah. she said, tomorrow morning... I'm taking you to hospital to see for operation for the doctors to see what the hell is going on with you. How can you do all this stuff? Mm. What kind of devil went into you, so to speak? Oh, you know? Okay, yeah, right. And she scared the living thing in, in me, if you know what I mean. And then eventually uh, I blocked this energy. Yeah, you shut it down. I yeah. shut it down, you know. And. Uh, Nothing particularly happened for seven years. Mm -hmm. Then, thanks to my uh, uncle who lives in Croatia, he was into the, how should I put it, uh, Indian yoga, Tibetan lamas, their wisdom, meditation. He started to give me some books, you know, some magazines to read. He expanded my consciousness, my consciousness yeah. and yeah. interest, so to speak, you know. And then I got one... Uh, uh, how should I put it? One magazine which is saying astral traveling. Yes. And it clicked to me. I started to remember what happened, you know, in those mm. episodes when I was very little because I really avoided talking about that experience with my mom or with anyone else. Did you end up going to the hospital or did she take you in the No, end? no, no, okay. no. She was just trying to scare me. Just trying me. to scare you. Yeah. <laughs> And then I started pushing. I started meditating from uh, 15, 20 minutes per day and then push to 40 minutes per day and then one hour, two hours, three hours, sometimes even over five hours of meditation into lotus position. And then the Kundalini energy awoken, you know, and he changed the frontiers of the consciousness, you know and similar stuff and then eventually it took me to the point of the esp training you know chi energy and uh, it took me about 12 months to achieve my first self-induced out-of-body experience okay you yeah. know and uh, i was really really training yoga nidra very hard and there was a particular technique of seven symbols that uh, I was um, training mm -hmm. that you need to visualize, you know, and then there is particular colors, you know, that needs you needs to be at. And that eventually takes you to the point where the magnetic uh, pulling between the astral body and the physical body weakens to the point that you can pull it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the thing, what it happened is that uh, I practically enter uh, uh have entered um, a dream control state yes yep. where where in the, where it resulted with a sleeping paralysis mm -hmm. and as soon as i went into the sleep paralysis i actually pulled myself out and i said wow this is amazing you know yeah 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 and it took from there and uh, at the beginning my out of body experiences were very short usually 20 seconds 30 seconds 50 seconds minutes or two mm. and then it just the concentration breaks and then i was returning back to my physical body i was either seeing my physical body slightly you know sinking in or eventually excuse me uh, you know just completely it was cut off but as i started to train more and more and as the kundalini energy started to to awaken more and more especially through a sleeping paralysis state mm. 
it came uh, to the point that I was able to be out of the body over eight hours. Yeah, right. So three or four times in my life, I wasn't losing consciousness at all for probably weeks. In which sense I'm thinking, for example, a normal function of a human being is, let's say, he or she wakes up early in the morning and then does what he does. The night comes, 11, 12, 1 after midnight, whatever, blackout and the person falls asleep. Mm -hmm. And there is a loss of consciousness, eventually periodic awareness through dreams, lucid dreams yes. and similar stuff. Yeah. And then another awakening, seven, eight, nine, whatever the case, in the morning next day. Mm. But me, on the other hand, I was doing all the stuff, the regular training, plus I was training uh, basketball, I was having fun, you know, going to pubs and similar, to regular like every young teenager, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But the moment I went to sleep, when I closed my eyes, it was no longer dark. The astral membrane was uh, very active. See, so yeah, that active, yeah. After a few seconds, the dimethyltryptamine started to kick in, yeah. which produced visions. And then all that I needed to do is just to pull uh, closer certain vision or push myself closer towards the vision. And as soon as the physical contact appeared, there was a buzzing sound that was appearing, mm -hmm. a very high pitch noise, you know, like a that's like right. a strange strange noise. That's the, is that that would be the vibration of you leaving your body? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's practically a, a, a transfer of consciousness because we are we are uh, uh, our essence is consciousness and mm. we in our structure as a human beings we have a seven vehicles so this physical body is the first and the most dense vehicle and then we have the etheric body which almost never departs the physical body it's a perfect duplicate of our physical body mm. and that's where all the chakras and energetic channels we are talking about seventy-two thousand energetic channels which are also described in acupuncture, you know, traditions yep. and similar stuff, which are in tune with the nervous system of the physical body. Mm -hmm. It never departs the physical body uh, unless in two situations. One situation is when the physical death appears, you know, and then pretty much as the higher principles of the consciousness move in some other vehicle, you know, astral body or higher, it decomposes in the same fashion like the physical body does, unless some orb activity or plasmoids interfere and it changes the evolutive uh, direction of, of that particular uh, energy, which is in the process of uh, decomposing, if you will. And is that <clears throat> so? To try and put that into perspective, you know, would you say the um, ghosts would be the etherical body still left over like something's not happened in the transfer not necessary sometimes uh, there could be a shadows mm. which is a different subject of, of conversation that's okay uh, but uh, in a nutshell this uh, etheric body which decomposes it can it can still extend its existence if it starts stealing energy yeah right uh, but that goes into uh, energetic parasites mm. and similar mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. While uh, the other situation is if the extraterrestrials pull the etheric body due to certain very complex operation mm -hmm. and then they put it in. Otherwise, without the etheric body, there is so much literature out there, so much Facebook groups, you know, mm -hmm. for astral projection. But I noticed that probably 70%, 80% of those people, they really don't understand how the dynamics works. You yeah, know? okay. Yeah. So uh, all the rest of the situation is stays 
completely in tune with the nervous system of the of the physical body mm -hmm. and it plays the major role in every uh, recharging process by recharging process i mean that every time when a person falls asleep the astral body goes out and collects a vital energy which exists um, in the astral plane in the form of cosmic rays neutrinos photons yeah. and so yeah. on and so forth Nevertheless, this uh, free energy, if you will, you know, zero point energy, mm -hmm. it just stays into into the aura of the astral body. And every time when a person wakes up, this collected energy is distributed into this etheric body, where all those, as mentioned, chakras are and 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 energetic channels. Those energetic channels are interconnected with the nervous system or the ending of the, of the nerves, if yeah. you will, you know. It's like a receptor, uh, like a receiver. Exactly. Yeah. And then this collected energy is converted uh, to into compatible bioelectrical impulses. Mm -hmm. So those are uh, that's the energy when you let's say touch a metal metal door or something and there is like an electric discharge yes. if you know what I mean static static charge static charge so this static charge is needed by the brain so you can need let's say without intake of water a person i'm talking about normal person not about yogi of course mm -hmm. uh, or someone who is trained into meditative uh, arts let's say five days it's going to get very critical yeah four or five days is going to lead towards dehydration and then all kinds of problems can occur without food again i'm talking about regular person I don't know, let's say 50 days or so, you know, the body gets skinnier and skinnier as mm -hmm. it lo loses weight. And eventually it comes to the point that the blood pressure plays out, you know, and then the heart and so on and so forth, which again leads to different complications. But without sleep, four days to about uh, 10 days, it's all over because the auric field or the stamina or the energy level down. which exists is going to be exhausted yeah it's going to break down and yeah. if it's not uh, refilled every night uh, through that sleeping uh, sleeping time so to speak you know it's going to just break down and again it's the end of the story but on the other hand the other vehicle which is the astral body it's uh, by the way the etheric body it's half material and half immaterial. It's like a medium between the material uh, uh, universe and immaterial universe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, people need to distinguish that, you know, while the astral body is the first, despite the fact is very dense, still very dense, you mm. know, comparing to the other vehicles that we can utilize, is, uh, is the first immaterial uh, vehicle that we can actually utilize to pass through walls to fly you know and mm -hmm. similar stuff something which we will also discuss a bit further but uh, why i'm actually mentioning this i'm mentioning this because my astral travels as they increased i started to notice very very awkward uh, situation uh, as i was trying to go up because i wanted desperately to reach space you know, <laughs> I, I think I think those of us, Pane, yeah. then I have astral travelled quite a bit. We all <laughs> try to go up. <laughs> That's it. You know what I mean? You want to get as high as you possibly as can. As possible yeah, can, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I understand that, yeah. So as soon as I reached about 40 kilometres, bang, like I'm, I was hitting like an invisible barrier, you know? Yeah, you can't get, you, I've never, yeah. I've done it once, twice, three, so many times. And in the meantime, the contact with the extraterrestrials reappeared. Mm. But this time with positive ones, with negative ones, with neutral, 
Are these are these um, are these physical experiences, Pony? Or are they uh, are both they... physically and and both astrally, yeah, astrally right. especially on the astral dimension because they control the astral dimension to high degree. We will expand uh, on this a lot as as we go. But I ask the positive ones, you know, how come I can't reach space? Mm. And they explained to me that the vehicle that I'm using, it's not sufficient enough to pass... Uh, pass through the barrier. Through the barrier. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? And they explained to me there's certain things that happen in the Asian past, you know, that put this barrier. It's not the only one. There is another one which is further down, uh, let's say around uh, 11,500 kilometers, uh, far more deeper uh, into the one alien radiation belt. Mm. It's even far more difficult to cross but they said there is a way to to cross it and they said once when you enter the the sleep paralysis state despite the fact uh, that uh, you have the access to the astral dimension yeah don't don't depart the physical body yet but instead focus of something which is most divine in yourself it has to be honest. It has to be real because if it's not honest, the Kundalini will, will not happen. Yeah. So for, first of all, maybe for the listeners, it's good to explain uh, what is sleeping paralysis. Mm. So if you go and search online or on the forums or Facebook or other you know forums and so forth, you will find all kind of stuff. Most of the stuff will be circulating around demons trying to obsess yeah. you, you know, and then. Well, I think <laughs> it's quite easy, mate, with the sleep paralysis too, because um, I mean that's happened to me. I, I look, I don't even know how many times over the years that that's happened to me. It is quite terrifying. Yeah, if you don't know what's yeah, happening, if you don't know what's going on, it's very, very it's scary. Dodgy, dodgy, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, but this is this is what is happening. I will just give a, a small example. Let's assume. Uh, because every time when, when we fall asleep, our astral body is already out. Yeah. It's inside the astral dimension already. The only thing which is missing is awareness. Mm. So, for example, some people have a bit of a vitality in their awareness or consciousness and they perceive dreams, which are again holographic illusions or virtual reality holograms, something which we'll explain as we go. But let's assume uh, as the consciousness grows, it goes into the lucid dreaming and things mm -hmm. change mm -hmm. yeah. as, as, they, as that happens. But let's assume that a person has fallen asleep around 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 after midnight, and then he or she uh, experienced that, uh, let's say, he is walking or she is walking through the living room. Mm -hmm. And inside the living room, there is a huge tree. Mm. And if the consciousness is fully numb, it will not recognize anything. The dream will continue as it goes. And it's a question mark if the person will remember the dream at all. Mm. But if uh, the person has a natural mental power more than average, if you will, or he or she trains uh, progressive yoga, mental training, pranayama, similar techniques, which increases the power and the vitality you know, of the of the consciousness, he or she will start to question. He said, look, I know every inch or every centimeter of my living room. What mm. is this tree doing in my, my living room? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it will trigger a reality check. And he will say, oh, I understand now. I'm dreaming. I'm inside a dream. Yeah. So that precious moment when you realize that you're inside a dream 
holds the potential yes. of seven seconds. We, are, we have about few to few to seven seconds maximum time interval to react in a certain way that will actually uh, trigger a different result. Who's in the, the, the training? I'm, I'm trying. Training is like you knock on the door or knock on the door on the side of the door. And if it that's if you can actually hear the knock and feel the knock, then you're awake in the dream. You're actually there. That is, is that that's one of the training techniques. You, yes, yeah. the, the, that's that's a good example. Other example is when someone, some other people uh, try to see their own hands, mm. because most of the time during the sleep, uh, during the, the the dreams, the awareness is outwards. Yeah, you don't, you, you can't you, see you what's observe, in front. You yeah. observe other people, events, places, buildings, you know, mm. houses, and so on and so forth. But when you see your own hands or your own reflection in a mirror or in a water surface, it converts the, the intention and the awareness. It moves to self-awareness and yeah. you become aware of self. And that's where you realize that you designed the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me just finish the, 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 the first uh, example. So in most of the situation... Uh, where people are not trained when let's say they have saw this tree and they have realized that they're inside the dream that they're dreaming the experience will end with physical awakening yes in some other cases there will be split of the consciousness the consciousness will split on two or more parts most of the time two two parts one part of the consciousness will still stay inside the dream inside the living the living room observing that that tree and the second part or the other part of the consciousness will start to feel on which side the physical body is positioned. Yeah. So if a person is not educated or doesn't understand what is happening, usually the principles of the consciousness which are still inside the astral dimension will be pulled back towards the sensation where on which side the physical body is positioned. And it will lead to physical awakening. Mm. But if the person is trained he or she can concentrate intensively into that part where the living room is and eventually it will pull all the principles of the consciousness there and he or she will awake there astrally in her astral form. Okay, yeah. Or eventually it can uh, happen a different scenario. You have seen this tree and then you start to question, okay, what is this grown tree doing in my living room? It's, imp it's impossible. And then oh i understand this is not real i'm inside a dream i'm dreaming mm. and then instead of instant awakening instant instead of uh, bilocation or splitting the the consciousness or two or whatever you already push to full awareness yeah and you feel that you are lying in the bed but after a couple of seconds you are about to experience unpleasant surprise mm. you can't move yeah you can't move, you can't use your voice. And on top of everything, in many occasions, there is a very high noise, high-pitched sound or a buzzing sound in your ears. And there is like a energy uh, waves, which sometimes people report coming either from the feet point, but straight through the legs towards the head, mm. or, or eventually from the base of the spine straight up. Mm. It's just different genetics from person to person. But the, the problem is, this is where the panic kicks in. Yeah. The fear factor, because uh, the immediate realization that you can't move physically, yeah, yeah, you yeah. think that you're going to stuck paralyzed forever. Forever, yeah. And you start to generate every possible atom of energy 
to accumulate enough force to break through. Yes. But that's a wrong, wrong decision. Why? Because what is happening is that, uh, first of all, why you can't move? While you are inside the dream, you were already in the astral body. Yes. So the, the consciousness was in the astral body, wasn't aware of the astral, astral space and astral dimension, astral plane of existence, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. But when you came to the point that you broke the, uh, the, the dreaming hologram through recognizing that it's a, it's a, it's a dream, mm. the principles of consciousness were pulled back, but they were not pulled back into the physical body. They were pulled back into an etheric body. Ah, okay. So that's why you feel the same position where the physical body is positioned, but you can't uh, move the physical body because your consciousness didn't synchronize uh, with, with your physical body. It synchronized with your etheric body. You can't mm -hmm. pull yourself out of the body either because your, your, your consciousness is not synchronized with your astral body either. Yeah. In other words, you are stuck between. Yeah, you're in between, you're in between worlds, yeah. Exactly. And then... The first thing what people do is they just try all they can just to break through. Mm. And the moment they, they kicked into the into the panic, the consciousness starts to emanating, you know, all kind of negative experiences, you know, like a dark shadows and that kind of stuff, you know, sometimes. Mm. But there are two exits out of the situation uh, very safely. The first exit is, let's say, for a person, if the person is scared of, let's say, astral traveling, and he or she just want to pull out of that unpleasant situation that we that we call. They may they may have um, just done it by accident, and it's it is it is disturbing uh, when you first do it. Yeah, 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 it is it is very 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 unpleasant mm. and and very difficult to deal if especially if you don't know. But the good thing is that once you're pushed to the sleeping paralysis, you have the full memory access. So what we are discussing now, Trifon, for the listeners that will be listening to this, and yep. if someone experiences sleeping paralysis in the future, mm. he or she will know how to deal with it. Yeah. So there are two exits out of this. Okay. The first exit is if you don't want astral experience and you just want to get out of the, of the, of the state, mm -hmm. what you do? You just calm down. Rule number one in sleep paralysis, Stay. never, never, never panic. Okay. Because the panic makes the Kundalini, because what that energy is, what you're experiencing that is coming either from the feet point or from the back of bottom of the spine and straight up, mm. you know, it's your own Kundalini energy. That's where the Kundalini energy runs. Most of the, the meridians run on Chi energy, but the basic seven chakras, because there are 72,000 energetic channels inside this etheric body, yeah. connected with the 77 centers, out of which seven are primary positioned on the spinal cord area. Mm. And that's where the Kundalini energy runs. But sometimes the Kundalini can start from the feet point either. Mm -hmm. And uh, through, through those lower chakras, if you will. So as, as it goes, you just need to calm down. And as soon as you calm down, you put yourself into that state of consciousness, the buzzing sound like just starts to decrease. Like as the sound and the vibration, which, by the way, no one else can hear it. No, 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 that's because right. Because you can hear it only with, with your etheric body and your, your ears. Mm. And as the sound decreases, the vibration decreases, 
the consciousness desynchronized from the etheric body and start synchronizing with the physical body yeah, again coming, coming back into coming yourself, back yeah. into yourself and you start to feel the, the the fingers the toes and you can move the fingers the toes again you can use your voice in other words pretty much like you're awakening physically normally mm. so that's one exit another exit is if a person wants to achieve uh, astral projection he or she exactly know what what is happening and they increase the energy to such a level that it comes towards the uh, the, the forehead region mm-hmm. once the energy reaches let's say the right angular gyrus which is a different story of discussion that specific uh, center in the right part of the of the brain which is responsible for the out-of-body experience you just need to give a conscious to ma- command that you want to astrally project you want to go yeah the moment you give that conscious command your astral the head of your astral body and the upper part upper part of the astral body will exit mm-hmm. the moment it exits the the buzzing sound the high pitch sound the the, the hum the the that high uh, noise sound will disappear yeah. because the consciousness will desynchronize with the etheric body and it will synchronize with the astral body mm. and you can use the astral body but as mentioned uh, so those are the two two exits and as I asked the, the extraterrestrials, you know, how I can't penetrate that uh, that uh, barrier there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, the vehicle that you're using now, it's not sufficient enough to pass through the barrier. Yeah. And they explained to me that once when you enter that sleeping paralysis state, instead of going out, despite the fact that, that I have a clear access, you know, to the astral dimension, because if I do that, I will depart with my astral body. Yeah. Which has a lot of limitation also. You know, and not just that, it's very easily influenced because the, the, the problem is we are living in a control matrix. We will go into yeah. the Asian civilizations and megaliths and everything as we go, and the Asian wars, Atlantis, Lemuria, and so on and so forth would happen. But unfortunately, wherever a human consciousness is uh, becoming uh, aware on the astral plane, the algorithms inside the moon which are operating by the negative extraterrestrials if you will it indicate immediately through the artificial intelligence that runs into into the astral dimension that the human consciousness on those and those coordinates has become uh, aware. active yeah. aware mm-hmm. and then it sends plasmoids uh, rods or eventually uh, orbs to decrease the, the experience or to shorten the experience as as soon as possible before that uh, consciousness see the cloaked ufos the alien abduction scenarios and similar stuff but still with the astral body it's very very limited that you can see it. so basically we're re- we're restricted because that's is that that's the positive side saying hey you can't go further because if you do you're going to you, escape. You're going to escape. And you can escape. I, yeah. Look, this is, you know, and I, I've, I've asked this question to a few people, but I can't think of a better person to ask than you. Did, uh, you discussing the levels of astral projection, uh, because I have astral traveled quite a lot in my life. Uh, why do, at times, um, like the classic story, and I've told it on the, on the podcast before, however I'll tell you, is mm-hmm. I was the, the classic flying, right? And... W- I, you know, and that's what I used to do. I used to soar around, and and you know, you, you want to try and get as close to the trees as you can. Now I messed up, right? I messed up, and I crashed into the trees, and basically hit the ground, and woke up when I hit the ground, and was incredibly sore. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And to the point where I had to take myself to the chiropractor and mm-hmm. it's a very interesting experience where this small blonde lady, if, if you envision a, a fairy, mm-hmm. a, a fae creature, and I'd been to this chiro for the last 18 months or so, never seen this person before, and I walked up and I said, oh, listen, can I go and see, is there an appointment to see my chiro? I'm very, very sore. Um, you know, I, I really need to see them. And she looked me dead in the eye and she said, well, we need to stick those landings next time. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> right? I never saw her again, never saw her before, never saw her again. However, why – And it, but that's more than once I've woken up with scratches or uh, I remember waking up with like um, – needles in my leg from like a, 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 a you know the trees we've got in australia how why does it transfer into the physical uh, actually it's it's a rare phenomena trifon you know that you you get some let's say physical markings mm. it's only probably happened three or four maybe five yeah, times fair, in my life fair enough, but yeah. still it's it's a very rare phenomena mm. uh, other people have uh, reported uh, the same it's because of the immaterial dna antennas so let me just just finish uh, yeah, where, sure. where i yeah, started absolutely, you know yeah. and then i will i will i will just go and explain exactly why it's happening so people uh, people that are listening you know will have a better understanding oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. So, as mentioned, uh, they said as soon as you jump into this uh, sleeping paralysis, just open up to the most divine. Yeah, yeah. The purity. Uh, the purity in yourself. Mm. And then, all of a sudden, next time, as I went into the sleeping paralysis, the energy is extreme. The buzzing sound is extreme in my ears. Mm. But instead of having access to the astral dimension, and achieving castle projection on my own, you know, I'm just stopping myself and I started to concentrate on the cosmic love, you know, the, the, the equality and the harmony of life, prosperity of life. And I resonate with that profoundly and immediately, Trifon, instead of usually like, there's like a darkish bluish light that I was experiencing during my sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. But this time the light was like a rainbow light. Mm-hmm moving in all direction and i went some uh, form of a state of bliss what what the yogis describe as bliss you know mm-hmm. where is you 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 feel that kundalini energy rising you know and it, when it, it does is that like the the how would i how would i how can i compare that it's like uh well because of a dmt experience you're sitting in the result of my in my life there's before I took DMT and then there's after. You don't need DMT for astral projection. You, you no, need- I know, but the, uh, it was more, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the pure uh, love or ecstasy that I felt during that experience. That, that's what I'm trying to, yep, yep, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, because that's basically what that experience was. It was like for a, a short amount of time, I experienced the purity of the energy the source energy of the universe i was shown that for a, a mm-hmm. few minutes and like just bathed in it basically mm-hmm. um is it that is that sort of similar it is similar uh the 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 difference is now that when the kundalini energy is already active mm. it just charges and it changes the vibration mm. so it's as it changes the vibrational field the consciousness instead of synchronizing let's say desynchronizing from the etheric body and synchronizing with the default astral body mm-hmm. 
it's synchronizing with a more superior uh, immaterial vehicle, which I called self-luminescent body. Okay. And, and I will explain why, why I call it like that. Because, excuse me, as soon as I went into this state and I separated, it was like, I don't know, two, three, three or something, you know, in, in the morning. And mm -hmm. usually it's a pitch black mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the bedroom. But all of a sudden, the entire room was illuminated. Mm. I not I not just noticed that my 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 vehicle is completely transparent. I can see my human you know form, but fully transparent. But it it was illuminating light. Mm. And usually, sometimes with the astral body, especially in the beginning, you have a difficulty to pass through walls. Some people report getting stuck. You know, one part of the astral body exits, and the other one doesn't wanna separate. Or you get into the wall, one part goes in, the other one, or in the ceiling, or in the in the. Well, like as I floor. crashed into the trees, you know. Like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. Uh, that's very interesting. I will come to that in a in yeah. a in a in a in a in a minute. So the thing is, as soon as I I I I went into that uh, that that experience. I passed because I was living on the fourth floor in a building in the suburb which is called Novo Lisici in Skopje mm -hmm. in Macedonia. I passed through the through the through the windows, through the balcony, went directly down on the on the ground where the grass is, put my hands into the fist and took off Trifon. Mm. Full speed, full force, and I passed the barrier. Right. As I went through, mate literally i can see the, the the earth curving 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 and then all of a sudden you know you you see planet earth down there wow and the adrenaline rush that's the best way that i can describe you know of a teenager you know it's one thing to see the earth from international space station you know mm. and that kind of stuff mm. but the other thing is is completely you know to see it for yourself and it was just amazing. And from my 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 right side, mm. I started to notice like those orbs of light. They started to appear. Mm. They were very glad with the with the progress. Mm. But immediately, uh, a very dark discs started to materialize on the other side. Mm. And I picked up a telepathic exchange between those two groups that supposedly the orbs of light have violated the treaty. And in order to protect me, those uh, those orbs of life they cut the experience, and I immediately felt like a slightly jumping jumping into my physical body, and I yeah. was jumping from joy, if you know what I mean. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to achieve that for for so long. That was the only first experience. Yeah. As I went through more and more, I noticed that with this self-luminescent body, I can see the UFOs which are cloaked. For example you go with a couple of cameras and let's say one camera shoots on a normal light mm -hmm. doesn't observe the ufo or the ufos but yeah. then there is like an infrared camera ultraviolet camera night vision camera which picks up the ufo existence and the movement everything what the what the infrared or the night vision camera with a specific setting so to speak was picking up i was picking up with a self-luminescent body mm. And I noticed there is a huge frequency of UFO, cigar shape, you know, circular shape and similar things mm. going into the volcanic openings, uh, 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 hovering above the cities. And mm. I noticed in different occasions helicopters, which I am not allowed to speak too much, you know, openly, which gave me a full indication that there is a military force out there which is completely aware of the um, UFO presence, if mm. you know what I mean. They are studying mm. them, observing them, monitoring them. 
as close well, that, well, as I mean, and this is what we're learning, though, isn't it? I, yeah, that, yeah. That, you know, I find it the most insane thing, Pane, that we've literally been told, the globe, the world has literally been told that UFOs, UAPs, these things are here, and no one cares. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. You uh, know? No one cares because now we are entering a very dangerous phase. Absolutely. Where uh, through using, uh, using a, a, a nanotechnology, either through chemtrails, either through water, you know, through frequencies, 5G and similar things, uh, they're making people obedient and uh, they lose the, the tendency to care. Yeah, they feel like that's normal. That's what we should accept. Uh, who cares? Style and that kind of stuff. But we will get to that point as as we as we develop. It's t- it is terrifying. Yeah. I, I did a I released a podcast yesterday, and we'll, we'll get back to what we're talking about. But it's it, it terrifies me. And I said this in the in the solo podcast I did I released yesterday. How many people are willing to walk lockstep so quickly? You know, like just absolutely. It, it I I had more. Um, I had more faith and I'm, I'm, you know, more and more people are waking up every single day through this process. However, that, those, that amount needs to accelerate for Rapid, us rapidly. rapidly. Yeah. The question is, do we have the time? That's, I, 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 I'm <laughs> very, very, I, I don't, I don't know, mate. I don't have that answer yeah, at all. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. So just to answer your question about uh, the physical uh, reflection of the astral experience. Mm. So in certain very rare situations, for example, when a person experiences a very high astral traveling, mm. probably before I go with that direction, I would just mention three things. The military does remote viewing a bit differently, you know, from what I'm training because they also introduce uh, special chemical pills yeah. which produce melatonin inside their, let's say, recruits and similar things and also staring into certain screens uh, where you need to flatten certain curves and so on and so forth which again i can't go into detail but let's just say that uh, uh, the basic level of remote viewing is that let's say when you tune into full concentration the pineal gland starts to produce dimethyltryptamine which yeah. activates the astral membrane and you start to see places yeah Sometimes places, sometimes people, creatures, animals, whatever, events, and in some occasions even time traveling. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are three levels of development. In first level of development, usually which lasts about six months to a year, depends from person to person, it's only visual observation. And in a sense, you start to see people coming out from calls, from bullies, you know, and then all of a sudden that vision disappears, it blacks out for a second too, and then you see some village in India, who knows where, that disappears, then you see the Himalayas, then somewhere, uh, some mountain in, in Europe, you know, and just visions are coming and going uh, randomly. Is it restricted to, uh, when you're training that, is it restricted to places that you've seen? Or no, okay. no, it comes randomly, mm-hmm. randomly, and uh, it there is a way to change that, how to perceive the places that that you want, but first it's ra- random, random reception, which mm-hmm. means it's like your third eye opens up and you're tuning into the astral internet of the planet Earth, so to speak. Mm-hmm. In other words, the frequency of your of your brain it has to tune into seven point eighty three hertz. Yeah. 
or which is the Schumann resonance or the yeah, heart, yeah, yeah. heart beat of the planet, so to speak, which yeah. they're trying desperately with the 5G satellite network to disrupt as much as possible because the more people are out of tune, so to speak, with this frequency. Easily controlled. Yeah. Easily controlled. And the second uh, step of development is uh, when not just visually, for example, you're observing all of a sudden a vision of people coming out of from calls, shopping, you start to pick up sound. Mm. In other words, you Aud start audio to, comes in, yeah. Audio comes in, and then eventually, over time, uh, uh, a different sensation. Mm. For example, you see uh, a vision of a place in Antarctica or in Siberia or whatever, where it's like a minus 50 degrees Celsius or similar, very cold. You start to feel freezing. Yeah, so, so your the, sen body, the senses the, are coming the in. The senses are coming in you start to feel cold, you're shaking. Mm. If you, let's say, see a vision of a volcano or eventually a fire which is light very close to the beach, you know, mm. and you get very close to the fire, you start to feel heat. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So there are three levels of, of, uh, of remote viewing or the secondary system where the DMT is required. Mm. Practically, the DMT runs the secondary system, which is full ex fully explained in my books, especially in the, the Awakening Life Force Energy, mm. where the entire training manual is, is given there. But uh, for the astral, because from that second uh, system, so to speak, or the remote viewing, uh, there is a way to penetrate further mm. into the astral space. So what I mean by this, the point of observation where the consciousness observes the visions mm. and where the visions appear, you can mm. call it astral membrane, mental screen, whatever, mm -hmm. there is like a two, three, four centimeters gap. Mm -hmm. There is a distance, space, physical space. But over time, a psychic can actually uh, uh, learn how to control the distance. Mm. He or she can either increase or decrease the distance. In, ca in case uh, uh, he or she uh, decreases, which means uh, the person pulls the me mental membrane closer towards the point of observation or pushes the, the, the point of observation closer towards the membrane, mm. towards the vision, and eventually a physical contact appears, so to speak, mm. immediately a buzzing sound kicks in. Mm which means the consciousness desynchronizes with the physical uh, uh, body and it synchronizes with the, with, the, with the etheric body for short time interval. Mm. That's where that energy is running, as mentioned before. Mm. And from there, just a couple of seconds, a person needs additional mental push to pass through the membrane and through the vision and it will astrally project on that place. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as it astrally projects on that place, uh, he or she will lose any connection with the physical body. Mm. So that's where the transition between the secondary system and the third system is, is appearing. Yeah. Before that, you can observe places which are either close or eventually very far away from but you. But you're still external But to you are still inside a physical body. You are just observing through the astral internet, through mm. your Ajna Chakra, third eye, and it's not um, like you, you, you're not you haven't got your hands or anything. You just you just no, a, no, a, you, a, a viewing platform. Viewing platform exactly, yeah, yeah. and uh, 
you need the DMT to run that system. Yeah. But the moment, as soon as you jump out of the of the of the of the secondary system into the third system, it becomes physical and real. It becomes uh, uh, energetic, practically and mm. real. You have full awareness, but uh, it fuses with the energy of the astral dimension. Yeah, itself. the ether. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't require DMT anymore. Mm. But in very rare cases. Let's say, as mentioned, you start to fly very close. Let's say to to uh, to uh, to a trees or, or sharp objects, or eventually, what what happened to a friend of mine? He went out of the body, mm -hmm. and he started flying as fast as he, he could, probably 300, 400 kilometers per hour. You know, not mm, not not, like not, not too too much. You know, not too fast, but mm -hmm. still fast. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, as he's flying into into a, a valley, there is a tree in in the valley. Mm. And then, as he flies towards the, the tree, in practically a split of a second, in his consciousness, he's saying, There's "Oh a tree. gosh, there yeah. is a tree! I'm gonna hit the tree!" Mm. And he's hitting the tree. As he is hitting the tree, in his experience, his astral experience cuts off immediately, and there is a huge bruise yeah. on on his forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So there is a connection uh, which appears. It's very rare, mm. but it does appear. So in some people, it can appear as a physical physical marks. But most of the time, the physical marks are due to the alien abduction scenarios and similar stuff due to mm. different different protocols. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I remember, I remember, like in. Oh, it's okay, mate. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um, I'm actually trying to figure out how to stop that happening with the next table because it. it I think it echoes off the table, but it's okay. Um, we have pine plantations in Victoria, where I'm from. And I remember just hammering, like, over the pine plantations, like, as, as fast, again, as fast as I could go, just having a ball. And then I'm like, okay, I wonder how close I can get to the trees. And I remember coming down, and it was a very similar thing. I didn't wake up when I first hit the tree. Uh, I woke up when I hit the ground. But because of the like the bit their big Christmas tree, so it's not exactly hard, you know. So I sort of just bounced off the pine trees, and then hit the ground. And um, when I hit the ground, that's when I woke up, and then I'm like, "Whoa!" The, you know? the change appears driven in the perception. Yeah. For example, if you are fully aware that you're in the astral dimension, you know that you will pass easily; nothing will harm you. Mm. But if you start think partially in a physical sense that okay it's too high i can fall down crash mm. to pieces uh, this is very hard to cross and similar things you give the consciousness a different programming yeah it's and, manifesting in and it's reality. manifesting in reality and it can hurt so that's practically what is what is happening but there is no silver cord what people are saying because usually that was going to be my question is there a tether yeah no no uh, i used to read a lot of books you know from michael dorfman from uh, sylvan mildon who were the authorities for astral projection at the time they were all part of those secret societies and then we have the theosophy you know their approach and i went through all that literature which was available and still is mm -hmm. And some of those occultists, so to speak, they were talking about energetic core that supposedly connects the, the, the physical body and the astral body in the solar plexus area and supposedly extends to infinity. And when this silver cord, energetic cord is cut, the consciousness can return back and the physical body dies. Yeah. They had a difficulty, let's say, to explain in the, 
uh, 1800s, you know, how something can depart the physical body, fly, and if it's not attached by a chain or a rope, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm is. saying? You know, it will fly away, you know. But uh, when I started astral traveling, the first thing that I was uh, looking for was the silver cord. Yeah. And then I'm looking into my transparent astral body and I'm looking into my physical body. There is no connection. And at first I thought that I was doing something wrong. Mm. And then I started to contact other people who had a severe, let's say, astral experience, very extensive astral experience. And they said, look, we never saw it. And then I started to progress more and more. And as my hours of astral traveling expanded, I realized that all that is rubbish. Mm. Is it is it another is it another thing where they when they're writing this literature, as you said, at the time, only the things that could fly, if you didn't have something attached to them, yeah. they'd fly away. The the problem is most, is, it, is it that of, using that that, yeah. that that description to try and describe it, you know? Yeah, is it, it's yeah. sort of like they used to describe the brain as a hydraulic engine. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. the problem is most of the experience, the, the people don't have a sufficient experience to see for themselves. And mm -hmm. they just do copy-paste whatever they, they see on Facebook or, or, mm -hmm. or, or on books and similar stuff. And then as the years progressed and my communications with extraterrestrials intensified, mm. I asked how it works. And they started to explain that the consciousness itself, uh, it's a lot complex that we think. Yeah. In other words, the DNA, or to what we refer as a DNA, it's only the physical part. It's just similar when you see a human being, you see at the beginning only his or her physical appearance. Mm. But that being is a lot more complex. Absolutely. It, it has soul or a consciousness that can go into different dimensions, into this multidimensional universe and so on and so forth. And... The thing is, uh, we are practically living in a seven-dimensional universe. Yeah. By seven-dimensional, why do I mean seven-dimensional? I'm not just pulling something out of my sleeve, so to speak. Yeah. So, for example, we are part of a solar system. Yes. Our solar system is part of, a, let's say, Milky Way galaxy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this galaxy is part of a different group of galaxies. And then cluster of galaxies, super cluster of galaxies. And then as you go further and further into visible universe, yeah. you start to see those filaments, filaments and, 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 uh, and gaps, if you will, uh, uh, like a black bubbles, if you will, or great voids, mm -hmm. which are called which are extending that cosmic web. Yeah. And which looks very similar to brain patterns. To the brain pattern, because mm. everything in, is in fractal movement. Yeah. Everything contracts to infinitely small or mm -hmm. expands to infinitely large. So everywhere we can see, we can see geometrical movement yeah. of mathematics and similar stuff, geometry. But that's just the first dimension. Yeah. Then when the space agencies, they started to scan the fields which are referred as dark matter and mm -hmm. dark energy, something very interesting uh, happened. They were actually scanning 50 clusters mm. of stars and in the part which is dark matter mm. or invisible matter, that's the part which we, it's not interacts with the light in the same fashion as the normal light does. Mm. They found five different densities. But when they scanned the, the area which re they referred as uh, uh, dark energy or invisible energy, they didn't find any fluctuations. The density was constant. Mm. So we are talking one plane of existence for this physical universe. Mm -hmm. 
then five densities of the dark matter which is another five different planes of existence where those default astral body then self-luminescent and so on and so forth mm -hmm. and then we have one huge nirvanic plane of existence if you will which is which is the top one mm -hmm. so our consciousness can exist in any of those seven dimensions using a compatible vehicle mm -hmm. Due to dynamics and the downgrade of the function, uh, genetic functionality in the Asian past, something which we also mentioned, now we have been downgraded into these five senses uh, uh, vehicles yeah. that we call physical bodies and with the higher abilities of the consciousness disconnected by higher abilities. I mean, like a effect of the force, like telepathy, psychokinesis, you know, materialization, levitation and such. Mm. So the thing is, the consciousness... As soon as it desynchronizes from the physical body and synchronizes with the astral body, it communicates through immaterial DNA antennas. Mm. So what we referred as a DNA, they f the scientists found that uh, uh, there is a phantom DNA, mm -hmm. but that's just the beginning. So what they did is that in a tube, they sucked out the air and uh, uh, they put a human DNA. But when they removed the DNA, the photons which were there, they state how the DNA was structured. So they've basically proven the astral body. Or, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what the, what the extraterrestrials are doing when they pull the, the etheric body out for mm. a very complex operation. Sometimes they pull the person's arm mm. and they have to, let's say, re reassemble it. You know, if there is like a one nano, nano, nano centimeter or millimeter, you know, off, it mm. could be a huge pain for, mm. for that person. And all of a sudden, some people wake up in the morning and then oh, it, it, it hurts like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They don't have the regulation, but that's a different topic. But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that through this phantom DNA, the, 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 the original uh, consciousness has a, a, a immaterial DNA signature for every of those vehicles mm. for the astral body from the self-luminescent body you know so let's say the physical body etheric body astral body uh, self-luminescent body and you have three more further energetic uh, vehicles which are higher less dense than the, than the than the previous ones but the speed of vibration is is faster that signature you talk about has that been the same signature for our own source forever, or is that a signature that evolves? It evolves depends on the on the host, okay. on the host. So at this stage, we are part of the human body, mm -hmm. you know, and it modifies. Yeah, it's like, a, for example, the biology itself. It's a self uh, assembly technology. Yeah, you know, you have viruses, you have proteins, and mm -hmm. all that works unreal. But what I'm trying to say, Trifon, is that um, in the same fashion. For example, a person uh, experience near-death experience, yes. and he or she try uh, experience that he or she is flying through a very dark tunnel with a light at the end. But on the other hand, uh, the consciousness can hear the doctors, wake up, come back, come back to yeah, us. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there is a wireless connection mm. which exists between the physical body and the astral body and every other vehicle. Mm through that those because dna is transmitter yeah is receiver yes. and transmitter and storage as even, well even, and storage mm. and that's that's just for the physical body mm. imagine how complex it gets for the immaterial yeah. you know part of, of our structure so what i'm trying to say every uh, like we have a special uh, uh 
unique fingerprint yes. in our physical body, which defines us mm. as, as, as a singles, right? As individuals, you know, uh, uh, every astral body, every consciousness has a unique signature, like an IP address. Mm. So it follows that signal back home. So you never end up waking up in your neighbor's body. Yeah, <laughs> someone else's body. Yeah, 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 <laughs> if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, and that's 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 how that's how it 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 operates, mm. and we can just move from from one uh, one body to 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 another. Mm. So, to to get into even more interesting parts, uh, I started to question the extraterrestrials. Uh, what's going on? You know, what's what's happening here? And uh, in many times. Uh, either through so-called five system, which is fully described in my books, which is a state of consciousness where they introduce or, how should I put it, excuse me, they put like a special mental state when you receive a, a, a visual call. Mm. In a sense, like we are calling someone on Zoom on Skype, mm -hmm. this call happens in your head. Mm. And it can happen anytime while you're actually opening the fridge, you know, like happening many times to myself, mm. doing some regular activity during work or whatever, and all of a sudden they're calling. So when they're calling, they're usually like a, a, a vision of a bluish light which extends and the buzzing sound immediately kicks in. Mm -hmm. And then the mental screen or the membrane, which usually it's not that thick when you do a normal remote viewing, it becomes extremely powerful. It's a shame that we can show the, the, the listeners, you know, the visual parts because I usually pretend, uh, how should I put it, uh, prefer to to show people visuals. Yeah. You know, because when, when they see the visuals and they hear what, what is explained, they get a lot lot better better understanding. Mm. But in a sense, the best that I can describe Trifon is that the, the, the membrane itself, they crystallize the membrane. Mm. And then it's an abundance of transfer of information, mm -hmm. either geometrical, either mathematical, either information purposes, uh, uh, or eventually emotional or telepathy, which has embedded not just uh, pure communication, mm -hmm. but also memory from the past and similar things. Mm -hmm. So it's a very complex fifth system uh, state, state of consciousness. Mm. But the most profound is when you... Uh, enter the, the communication on the astral plane. Then they recreate, like we actually tune into virtual reality, they recreate the astral space and they can take you back to time or show you visions back, back through time. Mm. And I ask, what's going on? What's happening? And they explain that, uh, unfortunately, this solar system is not ruled by positive entities, if you will. No, surprise, surprise there. I think yeah. Yeah. And I said, uh, what exactly are you f referring? And they said that uh, this civilization is not the first that existed on this planet, mm. neither the most advanced one. Definitely not, no. Yeah. And that there were conflicts in the ancient past that unfortunately resulted uh, with this, what we call modern humans. Mm. And they started to explain and show more. The more they were explaining, the more fascinated it became mm. and when i started to research in parallel 
what I could find. I was able to find uh, the scientific research that this happened millions of years ago. This mm. happened, you know, 50, 200, 300 million years ago. But they were referring completely opposite. They said that the first colonists in this solar system actually started to come to arrive around 70,000 to 50,000 years ago. And they established colonists on, on, on these planets because many of the solar systems out there in their natural form, they're lifeless planets. Yeah, there's not there's well, there's a percentage of planets in the Goldilocks zone, but it's not as common as you think. Yeah. So the thing is, they terraform the the the, the planets, and especially the the source of the civilization. The the first comers that they came, they were the Lemurians, the positive ones. Mm. They they established a colony on the planet that once orbited between Mars and Jupiter, which has been destroyed ever since, which I will explain. And also they populated the Mars uh, and also they terraformed Earth also. They created a huge cities on the surface. They drilled, uh, drilled the, the, the inner side of the Earth. They created what the legends are referring as Agartha. Mm -hmm. If you will, you know, the underground cities uh, connected with the channels and similar stuff. They were utilizing... Uh, well, well that, that's just coming out in modern uh, media now too. They, they go... They, they, I saw it been on my page that's basically where i collect articles and there was a few there about they understand that there's there's voids under the earth that they they can't quite comprehend there's oceans under the earth that they can't quite comprehend um you know and you go back to there's there's the stories of the uh, i think it's not it could be the inuit i'm having trouble remembering the the indian tribe name however when the cataclysm came thirteen thousand years ago the people came from under the earth and took them under the earth when it was ready to be, you could go back out again, they brought them back out, and that's one of their base stories, you know. I mean, and that's one of my questions with the ET stuff, is that how many of these things are, are ultra-terrestrial as opposed to extraterrestrial? Look, uh, the first thing that I would like to mention is that uh, every one of us is a comer. So we are all comers. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it originated there. When the first colonizers came they populated the planets and they established what we refer as Lemuria. Mm. So these Lemuria are the ones that we are seeing nowadays in Buddhistic temples. You know, creatures with uh, curly hair, with a spike that was growing from the top of their head, if you will, with long ears, different body sizes, and they were masters in meditation, altered states of consciousness, and similar things. And they were able to tune to into meditative oneness, mm where hundreds of individuals were able to combine uh, their uh, energy and their feelings and memories and intellect, everything. In other words, what we uh, limitedly, uh, uh, what we understand today as astral projection in a very limited sense, mm. they were utilizing different devices, you know, to literally cause uh, uh, astral fusion, yeah. which means individuals were tuning into one, uh, astral uh, uh, entity, if you will, where they were far more powerful together than apart. Mm. And uh, they were escaping into this part of the space, as far as they explained to me, in order to transit from the physical existence into the immaterial existence. Mm. I said, what do you mean by that? And they said that in many cases in the universe, the species evolved to the point that they discovered the force. Mm. 
and then it starts with telepathy, psychokinesis, similar stuff, and then eventually it grows stronger and stronger, and more and more individuals, like a, like a jewels, you know, like a diamonds, are starting to spreading, and eventually it comes to the point that they exercise the idea of combining the energy. Mm. And as they combine the energy, they increase the power. As they increase the power, the scan into the immaterial part of the universe increases. They have a bigger open inside, mm. wider inside, you know, what the existence is. And eventually it comes to the point that they, as a single race, they transcend the physical experience. Yeah, the ultimate ascension. Yeah. The ultimate ascension, and they they depart the physical uh, uh, universe. And I ask and I ask them where are they departing? And they said that the, at the beginning of the time, the creator of this universe, which is a multi-universe, mm. it was a huge expanded consciousness. Mm. It came and it literally manifested through the power of force, so to speak, and then different densities appeared. And it was so so precisely uh, 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 done that it created sparks or seeds of life in different places of the, of the, of the universe. Mm. And then departed the scene. And then eventually, over the, the eons of time, this seed of life uh, uh, started to grow in different species. Some species went into the positive because there were two forces, one mm. force which creates and one force which destructs or, or, or destroys. Mm. And uh, the balance between those two forces in the universe is the one which serves as a catalyst. Mm. And eventually the species grow and evolve and if they come to the point, they separate from, from the physical existence and they become immaterial uh, uh intelligence mm. and then another species come another species evolves and they group together and by now they mention that it's sum of more than million of, of, of other consciousness altogether or other species mm. and the lemurians they come to this they came to this uh, solar system in order to 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 uh, transcend into the immaterial existence but unfortunately, the dark side of the force recognized that, and the more uh, uh, species evolve into the cosmos, into the source of light, side of the light, the, the stronger the light it becomes. Mm. So that's why the other one pushes against the evolution, and it sends it sends different different beings, beings with uh, what we call nowadays with elongated skulls, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and different body sizes, you know, and uh, half uh, human, half uh, what we call half human, half uh, reptoid, and that kind of stuff. So I, I just need to uh, just pull you up for a second. You, you said that they're saying that they only came here seventy thousand years ago, as opposed to yeah, yeah, absolutely doesn't doesn't match with any scientific criteria what they are saying mm. and. Uh, those different creatures that were sent by the dark force they were very different in culture mm. i'm talking about uh, the creatures that eventually established a colony that was called atlantis mm -hmm. and this colony was uh, concentrated mostly about uh, hierarchy and uh, they believe that uh, certain bloodlines have the right to rule above other bloodlines you know mm -hmm. other species the, the blue blood sort of thing yeah. that kind of stuff and uh, Eventually, the Asian Lemurians, they started to retract a bit, you know, separate, but they were using the power of the consciousness, which the dark forces, they couldn't penetrate. Mm. 
but as the extraterrestrials were more and more coming and coming and establishing the the the, the colonies on, on different planets not just on earth in this solar system eventually it led to a conflict which occurred around 11,600 years ago so that conflict literally destroyed most of the lemuria by the way shambhala was the capital city of the lemurian kingdom mm. it was partly on the surface and mostly underground mm -hmm. directly towards the inner sun if you will and if the asian sanskrit uh, 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 translation if you someone someone looks into the asian sanskrit uh, translation shambhala stays for the white island so what is today gobi desert mm -hmm. in mongolia today uh, in those those days it was a huge sea mm. so this white island was was the the the, the uh, oldest center on planet earth mm. and the most powerful one and eventually uh, what happened is in this terrible war which happened less than 12,000 years as i mentioned 11,600 years ago a ship came out of from the sun gate and literally with one beam of of light it destroyed the planet that was orbiting between mars and jupiter mm -hmm. as it destroyed the planet it created a, a gravitational disturbance that affected all all the planets on the on the in the solar system the earth lost gravity for a short time interval and it flipped not just once i'm talking about geological bullshit mm. but few times before the gravity was re-established but it was enough for the water in the oceans what they generated you know at the time to flip over and to create a huge flood mm. and we see we saw for example in in japan in 2011 in fukushima mm. we're talking about 40 meters tsunami mm. what kind of damage it did absolutely yeah. you know if you compare that let's say from to five six seven kilometers tsunami you can just visualize just the, wipes, the, the, wipes, the wipes, power yeah. of the of the of the water you know the force that is generated and most of the the civilization was was wiped out the atlantis uh, was mostly mostly into the atlantic uh, region but the main center was in what we call today uh, murtenia the eye of sahara is where the capital of atlantis was and uh, where those so-called asian cr craters are mm. where we can't find any real evidence yeah, real of asteroids yeah, and similar yeah. stuff we are talking about not just atomic detonations we are talking about plasma detonations and all that kind of stuff where those major centers were, were were discovered the same is with the australian continent when you start to see all those asian craters yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see where the asian civilization or, or the asian centers were positioned mm. and they were strategically targeted to be destroyed mm. but some survived and as that went through it went for about seven thousand and something let some form of coexistence mm. so during that time interval the so-called rama empire again i'm using just terminology for the people to understand the asian egyptian mm -hmm. culture the pre-columbian the asian summer the aboriginal right uh, the easter island you mm -hmm. know creatures and which as we can see they had a different uh, variety of uh, existence yeah so, very, very, obviously the megalithic uh, 
the megalithic culture is the is the one thing that sort of binds them all. However, they have a, a, a separate existence, yeah, for sure. So some had elongated skulls. Yeah. Some some had that's the, uh, like the Paracas skulls yeah, in South America. Exactly. Some had more more arms. Uh, some developed uh, into intermix. Let's say half uh, snake, uh, half humanoid. If you know what I mean. Some were literally giants. Mm. You know, like uh, like the bones that were discovered, but unfortunately, the Smithsonian Institute, which uh, is the extended hand of the Freemasonry, unfortunately, in the secret societies, they were hiding all that information. Vatican itself has uh, so much uh, evidence, you know, that is collected from all around the world that is kept under the closed uh, doors. Because if that evidence come out to the open, people will realize that all these religions that we are having nowadays... Oh, it's all, it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah it's just uh, manipulation. Mm. And uh, they're hiding from us the real history of planet Earth. Mm. But is, do you think, I mean, I suppose for me, and look, I'm, I'm not sort of really questioning, I'm just absorbing the information you're giving to me. The, the timing is... Look, I think the timeline is way out uh, and I didn't know in which direction. I have said either direction, uh, but it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around... Because, I mean, if you say 70,000 years, that coincides with the fact that Homo sapiens sapiens, as we understand it, uh, apparently our population... Uh, apparently a super volcano let go and our population got between five and ten thousand and we are descendants of those five to ten thousand people um let you know me, i mean yeah i let me let me clarify a bit on, on that because it's a great question so the way this world functions is this we have 13 families which we're talking about the caliber of rothschilds rockefeller and such mm-hmm where the wealth of this modern civilization has been passed for the last at least three, four, five uh, centuries, mm-hmm. even more. Certain bloodlines. And then below them, we have the secret societies, skulls and bones, the Freemasonry, and so on and so forth, which many are satanic in nature, unfortunately. Mm. So all these uh, uh, secret societies, especially the Freemasons, they establish what we refer as the governments. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, they sponsor politicians, they put people on power, you know, and then they give them the healthy funds, which are not, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. through the right channels. Mm-hmm. They invite them to their parties where they are filmed, and one can imagine what those parties are, is happening. Jeffrey Epstein, etc. Exactly. Yeah. And then there is a blackmail and they receive an email in their inbox, you know, or eventually a written letter with instructions what to do. The same happens with the media. Mm-hmm. The same happens with the academia, with the, with the space agencies, you know, the, the science, uh, the, the, the medical research and so on and so forth. So with the Smithsonian Institute, the establishment is trying to push through Discovery Channel, History Channel, uh, mm. National Geographics, which are all owned by the elite. Let's be clear about Yeah, that. that's right. Yeah. So, for example, when there is a UFO subject, the first five minutes, they bump the, the subject, and then the rest 40 minutes or 45 minutes, they spend to debunk it. Mm. 
Yeah. And eventually it ends that always just weather balloons or mm. illusion or people are delusional. They didn't saw what they saw. So why are we so if you take that narrative, especially with the UFOs, why now has it switched around for them to tell us that they do exist? Because it doesn't make any difference anymore. It doesn't not, matter. Not, Nothing not, matters not, anymore. Not, now it's the ending stages and something that we will come through. But just to explain uh, uh, properly what I started. So the Smithsonian Institute, they push the, uh, the leaders of the academia. Let me, let me say this. You have the Bohemian grave. Mm. And when you start to see, you see the president of the United States. You see the, uh, the CEOs of the, of the major banks. Mm running naked in the woods around the campfire with sacrifices and you start to question everything yeah you know what i'm saying you know and yeah, those, look, those, the, those, the, those same people mm. you, you you are seeing on the television mm. on the radio mm -hmm. they're giving us estimation and and, and shaping our opinion mm -hmm. in other words the smithsonian institute in my personal opinion has shifted as far as they can from the real happening yeah Everything that, that occurs as a, as a, they have burned and destroyed so many huge, gigantic skeletons that they had found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, if you take uh, uh, New York Times mm -hmm. during the late uh, 1800s, mm -hmm. there are so many reports of find uh, huge skeletons. Yes, you yes. Know? And then all of a the sudden they're gone. Gone, yeah. And uh, but sort of like the 50s and the anti-gravitic yeah. technology as well. The, the same with the carbon dating. They want to push everything millions of years, you know, in the in the past, you know, but they can't can't see. But the thing is, there is a evidence. For example, Plato, he when he was in Egypt, you know, he heard certain things, you know, and other other people also from the ancient priests. Hmm. And again, it matches what the ETs mentioned to me. Yeah, it was about it, eleven thousand six hundred years ago when when the when the uh, the the cataclysm actually struck. Hmm. So the, the real question is why, if that's the case, how did the pyramids survive? At mm. least some of them, mm. right? It survived because during that pole shift, as mentioned, the tsunami, that's why the visual presentation, it's, it's really good, you know, it's helpful. Mm. The tsunamis went into certain certain direction, and uh, but the area in Egypt tilted. Mm. For example, uh, the, the area of... Uh, Eastern Egypt and, and so you know, it uh, uh, it literally uh, uh, went down. But where is the Gulf of Aqaba? You know, and and the Red Sea there, it lifted up. Yeah, it tilted, and again that went uh, uh, that let the water just go to pass by where the the Nile River is, mm. and they survived. But that's for the only for the, for the first cataclysm, which appeared almost twelve thousand years ago, as mentioned. Mm. But after that, the Asian drama continued to, 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 uh, to strive, so to speak, separately. But on the other hand, we have the pre-Columbians, we have the, 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 the Asian Egyptians. Mm -hmm. So even in the Asian Egyptian tombs, there are some, let's say, depictions of those UFOs and, you know... Yeah, and, there's and some the, interesting, interesting hieroglyphs, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the pre-Columbian ones are the concerning ones. Because they show a skull trepanation. So, for the listeners who are not aware, in uh, ancient times there were many skeletons that were found with the with the skull literally penetrated surgically. Yes. Yeah. And uh, now the National Geographic's and all the rest of the establishment channels they're pushing that they were 
performing operations. Yeah, Come on, stuff, let's yeah. let's be real. You know, three thousand years ago, someone is is performing. A, if we accept the general accepted narrative of history, right? Mm. Doesn't make any sense. No. What they were practically doing is that extraterrestrials were drilling through the skulls and connecting the brain through nanotechnology with the artificial intelligence and with different uh, uh, technologies. Mm. In other ways, what uh, Elon Musk is trying to do with Neuralink nowadays yeah, Neuralink, yeah. by by putting an alien implant and which is uh, hooked to the cloud and then the artificial intelligence actually runs the cloud and so on and so forth. Mm. But what those Asian aliens were doing, they were connecting uh, the, the, the head and that's why probably I would advise for the people to go and search on YouTube my other presentations where mm. they can see this visually. Mm. You know, extension in the military sense, extension in a flying sense and different technology, what we today call nanotechnology. Mm. So nothing that we are inventing nowadays, it's, it's new. Mm. And then eventually it led to another conflict which appeared around 4,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So this conflict is described in Mahabharata, in Ramayana. I have read all the books from Zachariah Sitchin to Hancock to all that stuff that exists out there, you know, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. And some of it is really good, but mm -hmm. other things is completely incorrect in, 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 from what I was shown. Mm -hmm. So about 4,000 years ago, that's when the last conflict appeared. That's where the fight of the how should I put it, uh, so-called terrestrials. Is that 4,000 BC or is that... No, no, 4,000 years from now, it's 2,000 BC. 2,000 okay. BC. And uh, interestingly, uh, National Geographic came out with a statement that uh, the Asian Egyptians, uh, the civilization of the Asian Egyptians was lost because of the mega drought. Mm. So if someone can go and look it up on Google if uh, he or she wants to, to know more. Mm. On the other hand... Uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh uh, from the Asian summer, if you will, Sumeria, uh, are the translations are, it's again the last one, uh, the oldest one from about 4,000 years ago. Mm. Uh, then Fox Channel uh, 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 saying that Harappa and the civilization of India this time uh, went down and disappeared because of climate change. This yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. So it's always something, but the reference and even the Chinese are now going out and they're saying, look, there was a huge mega tsunami around 4,000 years ago, according to our traced records. Right, okay. So there are many multiply sources which are indicated, uh, indicating something what, uh, what I'm saying. And, but... Uh, Unfortunately, that's where the extraterrestrials, which stayed in the solar system and now they're majorly concentrated into the Saturn system, introduced the radiation weapon. Mm. They caused a genetic mutation. By genetic mutation, I'm saying the entire environment of planet Earth, except the ones that went deep inside, underground, or eventually escaped with the Wimanas and UFOs, whatever we want to call it, out of the reach of the of the of the deadly radiation. Well, that's the Sumers as well, didn't they? They knew that they knew what was it, whatever was happening was going to no, be so no, it bad. Was, they it fled was, it the was a war. It was a war. Oh. You know, Vimanastra and other other information in the sources is clearly showing us. You know, all those conflicts in the in the sky. You know, between the gods, vehicles of the gods, and the terrestrials. You know, mm. and what I'm trying to say is that they downgraded from quadruple DNA or triple DNA to double helix DNA. Yeah. 
So which means the size of the humanoids shrunk to this relatively normal size that we are having nowadays. The pineal gland, the functionality, the pituitary gland, everything shrunk. Mm -hmm. And uh, we became the so-called modern humans. So if one starts searching, it turns out that around the population of the Asians around 4,000 years ago was only 27 million. Yeah, right. So that's, imagine that's not many for those guys. Yeah, so we're talking about creatures with elongated skulls and similar, which let's say the, the National Geographic is trying to convince us that they were artificially elongating them. Yes, you can elongate the, the skull if you put, let's say, a metal and so on and so forth, mm. but that's not the case. Well, some of those some of those elongated skulls, they're bigger than a human skull. The exactly. CC size yeah, is... Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 20, not, 30, 40% bigger, yeah. But not just that. They downgraded the entire conditions of life. In other words, the atmosphere was bigger in those days, and that's important because it contained a lot more prana mm. or chi, which pro produces the something which is called genetic optimal uh, uh, expression. Mm. So that's the best what the RNA and DNA can provide inside the organism, inside the living organism. And uh, the, the trees don't grow that tall anymore. The sea life uh, shrunk. The, the size of the birds shrunk, you know, the, the dinosaurs, everything. Uh, the, the, the insects shrunk, even the humans shrunk. Mm. So we were put in a prison of five senses and the abilities of the consciousness disconnected, the higher abilities of the consciousness disconnected in such a negative way. And from there, we multiplied slowly 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 and now we reached again to about let's say 7.8 billion mm -hmm. and there are still children or babies born with elongated skulls but then their parents take them to hospital to make uh, uh, to perform a surgery to shorten the skull and similar stuff. what i'm trying to say some of those original bloodlines of those 27 roughly million that were that survived the conflict are still here among us mm. so the, the interesting part comes here. After 4,000 years ago, we were literally running naked in the woods, mm. like Aboriginal, like Indian, you know, uh, uh, indigenous, you know, like European in indigenous, you know. We didn't know what, what is happening. And from time to time, we were seeing uh, lights appearing, you know, here and there, everywhere. And then we became uh, more aware towards, let's say, middle ages mm. but you those like a crucified wars religious wars templars you know muslims christians and that kind of stuff all those conflicts and then that came the inquisition you know the dark times of the church you know and they literally programmed the population into certain belief system yeah after repetition, after rape, after burning under mm. fire, and so on and so forth. Well, I mean, yeah, it's 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 you know you can see some of the symbols that no, used to exist in, in in this room, and it's like if any if I had a quarter of this stuff anywhere back then, it's like, well, you either join us or we're just going to kill your family. That's, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, but most profoundly, we become aware of the alien presence during the World War One and World War Two especially World War Two. Yeah. So yeah, those the Foo Fighters, the Foo and, fighters yeah. and uh, bogies, they were also calling them bogies because yeah. as the our airplanes were flying, discs were coming or, or lights were coming. Mm. You know, then we have the Bermuda Triangle where the ships and, and the airplanes were disappearing mysteriously. 
and it was all connected with strange uh, happenings, manifestations, opening of the sea, appearance mm. of the strange light, and so on and so forth. And on top of everything, some airplanes with a crew were returned after 30, 40 years. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. that's all out of the, let's say, mainstream media, media, yeah, yeah, media yeah. right? And then when U.S. government, when Russian government, when Chinese government, when NATO and other forces, so to speak, realized that uh, we are not alone, they freaked out at the beginning. Mm. And it turned out that these vehicles are superior to ours in many ways. But well, this is this is the whole. This is why I don't understand. You know, like I accept you say that people don't care. However, it's like you read the reports. If these things wanted to turn aggressive, we're done. Like there's nothing we can do. They don't need to turn aggressive. They're abusing us for the four thousand years. Yeah, it's simple as that. Through alien abductions, through crossbreeding, through through something which I will explain, you know, in a couple of minutes. Mm. So where I'm getting is that uh, at the beginning, it was like a race between CIA and ex-KGB. Mm. They wanted to acquire more of the alien technology, hopefully duplicate and make it uh, functional in a military sense. Mm. Germans were doing that as well. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it turned out that uh, some type of radar system are deadly to certain UFOs because most of the UFOs, how they work, they either work on certain elements mm -hmm. or eventually they work on plasma energy, but the information doesn't require uh, wires or cables like we are using. Mm. The information travels through light, mm. through fiber optics, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the fiber optics goes like this and then it moves straight angle, you know, the, the light is, is diverted and similar things. So when they started to focus a very strong radar beams, mm. it turned out that those particles from the radar actually interrupt the telemetry or the fiber optics inside the guidance systems of certain UFOs that they were crushing. Okay. And as they were crushing, uh, uh, special teams were actually traveling to the point of crush. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Roswell, etc. Yeah, similar stuff. And they were trying to recover any, any usable technology. And then they came uh, the research of Tesla, of Nikola Tesla with a death ray or the plasma ray where he was able to generate a lot, a lot of power to literally knock down the, the, the UFO despite the fact it's under the plasma shield itself. Mm. And similar stuff which all they kept, let's say, completely confidential. You, you've, you've, you've got to wonder whether Tesla was part of that surviving line. With some of the interpretations, possibly, possibly, but he was definitely involved into the secret projects. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I have read all the reports, uh, hundreds and hundreds of pages. You know, went through all his work, uh, what he has done, and something I can say, something I don't think so. It's smart to say, but uh, the thing is, uh, he was definitely involved. And uh, what happened further is that eventually. It turned out that the U.S. government, the Russian government, the Chinese government, and uh, the NATO, European, you know, countries, they realized that phenomena is too widespread mm. because in those crash sites, they started to find part of the animal parts which mm. were taken by uh, cattle mutilation or mm. part of humans mm. or, or similar things. Skywalker and Ranch, those sorts of things. That, yeah. that sorts of thing. That sorts of things, and also. 
they started to 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 notice that certain people are implanted with certain mini uh, technological devices or alien implants, mm. which is a small nanotechnology, mm. which sends information to someone or receives information from someone. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And things went into more bizarre mode when uh, they realized that in couple of occasion, huge squads of military personnel were gone for a couple of hours mm. and they they were returned on a different locations but all of them they contain one two or three alien implants the alien implants that were placed inside the bones inside the arms legs are easily detectable mm-hmm. through you know, stunt finder and similar stuff, you know, something that you can actually find if it's metallic because mm-hmm. there are different types as mentioned. Mm-hmm. But the problems are the ones which are placed into the brain, mm-hmm. especially if you open the brain and you start messing around in that part, that objects fuses with the, with the, with the uh, brain tissue, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and it could potentially be a cause of a death. Yeah, be fatal, yeah. And that's when they realize that this is too much, we have to unite. And that's where the so-called shadow government was formed, where the Russia, United States, China are the dominant forces nowadays. Yeah. And all the rest follows. So all these agencies like NSA, like, you know, I don't want to go in that direction. But all, all, the, all the three-letter number agencies, yeah. Exactly, they're actually feeding the information there mm. and stopping the information to be passed to so-called ship people or the general population, mm-hmm. unfortunately, which in my personal opinion, it's completely incorrect and shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Because people are not little children, so to speak. They no. have the right to know, yeah. right? And the thing is, as they started to progress and research the alien technology, not much was done regarding to the technological breakthrough during the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. But from the 90s onwards, huge breakthroughs were done. They literally break the, 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 the nanotechnology inside alien implants. Yeah. They found the, the, the elements which are necessary to build you know, specific uh, propulsion systems. They found how their plasma shields work you know a pulse generated uh, uh, traveling mode or similar stuff mm. and uh, what they came to a conclusion is they they can utilize this technology mm. so all these secret societies even for example you remember that picture of the buzz aldrin the cosmonaut yep. showing the, the finger of the freemasons yeah you know so all that is interconnected mm. So what I'm trying to say, they control the entire information. NASA knows all about the UFOs. Mm. We know this through Martin Stubbs. Mm. Martin Stubbs was the guy who actually, uh, he worked in one one TV station in Vancouver, in in Canada. Mm. And while he was doing his regular job, he directed one dish to space and was picking up the direct download from the uh, space shuttles to Houston. Yeah, right. And, and he was doing for a couple of years. And he was recording every single transmission which was not publicly broadcast. 
and he really and if someone wants to see more about his work uh, he or she can check his youtube channel martin stops on he has tremendous good quality original footage okay which is showing that the nasa is completely aware of the ufos flying uh, around the international space station yeah i've seen some of that that's yeah. like how you can't even yeah i think i was actually I'd, I'd just forgotten about that to this second i was there was some day where the iss was live feeding and i was watching it when the when the two things came into the screen and then all of a sudden it was yeah, yeah, Sorry, we're having technical difficulties. It's like, what was that before the technical difficulties start? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So this technology that we are talking about now, the rich globalists, mm. they came to idea that they can utilize. Mm. In other words, they are creating through those injections that they're pushing and the so-called pandemic. Mm. Once when the nanotechnology and the smart dust created by DARPA and other organizations, if you will, you know, is inside the organism, it multiplies. Mm. Either through nanoworms, either through masks, either through swaps, either through injection, mm. and it creates an operative system. Mm. It's not just depopulation, which is the target, but also whatever is going to be left is going to be fully controlled. Because they found that in the original uh, abductees with the alien implants that those alien implants are practically like a surveillance camera if you have an alien implant in your head everything that you see through your eyes everything that you talk everything that you hear everything that you smell everything that you think it's all remote camera to the control system wherever it is mm. do you know what i'm saying so in the same fashion they break the the nanotechnology and they made it compatible with the physical uh, uh with the biological makeup of the of the humans mm. so now through through that internal system operative system if you will that will literally communicate with artificial intelligence with the cloud so to speak you know through the 5g network tomorrow 6g 7g whatever is going to occur so i don't know if people have checked those videos where they put like a metal coin on the place where the injection went and they, yeah. they get stuck. So obviously there is a magnetic field. So <laughs> what the, that tells you straight away that it's not about health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about different agenda, you know. And, and it was interesting how I saw a lot of uh, people trying to debunk that. Oh, yeah, that's just, you know, these people putting magnets and stuff on their arms. It's like, hang on a minute. How can you not say that that's strange? Right, and like, oh, they just—it's the metal that's left behind. Like. I, can, uh, uh, I can tell you this: the video that was sent to me was uh, sent from my friend mm -hmm. who was uh, living in Sydney. Mm -hmm. He went back to live in Europe, and the video was he filming his father after the injection. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you, it's 100% legit. It's happening and that's exactly where we are now and for the last 4,000 years in parallel the extraterrestrials the ones which are abusing us unfortunately they are doing crossbreeding they are like, harvesting genetic material and um, most of it they feed off emotional energy mm -hmm. so every time Fear we yeah when, when, yeah especially when you go out of your body when you fall asleep your astral body goes out and the orbs, let's say, come and they create a, a holographic visual or a virtual reality visual, which we call dream. Mm. 
So I will tell you one experience. Uh, maybe, maybe the listeners will understand much better. Let's say a couple of years ago, I came back from work uh, and then I was very tired. Yeah. I fall asleep. And then uh, I didn't do astral traveling, didn't uh, awaken the astral dimension at all, just blackout and all of a sudden. Good old fashioned sleep. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing a, a, a lighthouse, so to speak, you know, very close to the ocean. And I'm going in that direction as an, as I'm climbing on the on the on the stairs. All of a sudden, I'm seeing my mother and my brother coming down. My mother is has passed away. Mm-hmm. My brother has passed away. Mm-hmm. And it became like emotional, mm-hmm. especially because unfortunately my brother took his life, you know, on my mother's birthday. If you know what I mean. You yeah, know? right. And I said. He's still inside, unaware that inside the astral dimension. And I'm just stretching my arms, you know, hey guys, how are you? Let me hug you. And immediately, both of them, they disappear. And a huge negative face around three, four meters, you know, appears and he starts laughing like kick, kick, kick. But it's such a huge, loud sound. That, and in that moment, Trifon, because it became uh, personal in a sense, there you go. After all your experience, you can't do anything. You, you know, it. you know what's going on. We are still playing you like a little monkey. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And in that split of a second, immediately full awareness of of my astral body returns. I I'm seeing my transparent astral body, and all the sudden anger, which I can't explain, just putting my hands into fist generating the full power from inside and release a energy light of such enormous power mm-hmm. as the light hit the, the face the face disappeared but four orbs went in different directions mm-hmm. and because i was bitter i experienced bitterness of mm-hmm. this experience i didn't want to continue astral traveling or whatever i literally was sunking down back to my physical body and I, as i was seeing you know uh, the, the the ceiling and and the walls i was seeing those orbs disappearing into into the into the walls yeah so that's just small example in my life i have broken probably hundreds of of uh, dreaming holograms mm. if the consciousness is weak usually one orb is enough mm. It can either fly uh, or levitate above the body and the consciousness will experience like something is, is chasing uh, 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 him or her in the dream mm. or similar, you know, negative stuff. What, you know what's really interesting, Pane, is I've probably had, and it's ramping up, I've, I can recall about half a dozen dreams where basically I stopped it and went, hang on a minute, this is total bullshit. That's it. Um, I'm not participating in this anymore. And I just left, you know. But that has happened, uh, yeah, and, and it takes you, it does, it takes like, you know, I think my wife was cheating on me or, you know what I mean, it takes some really personal things that so would what, affect what, you what, on a great level and shows them to you in such vivid detail. So what happens is this. If the consciousness is weak, one one orb is enough. Yeah. If the consciousness is stronger, 
two two orbs work in parallel. You mm. can see this on the infrared cameras when you when you put uh, the infrared cameras in the in the bedroom, mm. and then you you film you know how your children sleep or you you and your partner sleep or whatever. And if the consciousness is even more stronger, three or four or more orbs work together. Mm. So the orb itself is sucking the information through your subconscious, your subconscious fears, desires, you know, and similar stuff. And it creates a virtual reality hologram which looks real to you. Mm. While even even with the, with the lucid dreaming, I have to distinguish this because many people don't understand. They think that the lucid dreaming and the astral traveling or astral projection is the one thing, uh, one and the same. No, it's, I it's no. not. No, no. The, the 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 normal dreaming is when you let's say experience uh, certain awareness it mm. all depends again if the eyes of the astral body are open or closed which is a different subject of discussion but let's say for example in normal dream uh, when you see stuff you don't have much of awareness it's just like a nominal when you experience lucid dreaming the awareness is increased mm. for example you you dream that you are flying above let's say your neighborhood you can see the the houses the roof of the houses mm -hmm. the street mm -hmm. the cars and so on and so forth but there is one fundamental thing which is missing you still think that you are in your physical body mm. you still think that you are flying with your physical you are not aware that you're inside the astral body mm. do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. the moment when that awareness happens you start to see yourself transparent yeah like you really are mm. do you know what i'm saying mm. so in the same sense that i was discussing about the wireless connection for example people near that are just floating through that dark tunnel with the light at the end right mm -hmm. which is again a different complex topic of, of observation where you end up when you when you reach that light you know they can hear the doctors mm -hmm. in the same wireless connection the orbs can literally uh uh create the hologram mm. for example you have fallen asleep let's say 10 10 p.m you have separated from the physical body and you let's say wander at about uh, 50 kilometers from your home mm -hmm. but you don't see the environment you don't see the trees you don't see anything whatever the case is but instead of you're seeing uh, dark rooms or or, or or whatever you know cert certain structures mm. which are not there Mm. but those are transmitted through the orbs mm. and the only thing which is important for the listeners to understand since they are artificially created mm. there is always anomaly mm. so once when a person search for this anomaly he or she will start uh, to question reality mm. as soon as the reality checks appears you will understand that you're inside the dream like you said i don't want to participate with this anymore yeah you know, I, 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 I literally back off. Mm. So that's the first. But once when the people understand the dynamics, mm. how it works, they will start to do more often. Mm. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a complex, complex uh, <sighs> scenario. <laughs> mate, mate, I, I look, I think um, I'm going to have to listen back to this. <laughs> a lot of information. Um, there's a, you've thrown a lot of information at me, I suppose. The one question I would have is, I'm open to this stuff. Obviously, you know, okay. we've sat here and we've been open. I've been open to what you're telling me. I am open to all perspectives, all right? However, you would understand or by now that you said a lot of things matter-of-factly tonight and it, 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 excellent conversation. However, 
what would you say to the people that are going to listen to this and go, oh my God, um, or you know what I mean? I can imagine the reactions you've had over the years to this, to the telling that you, you just shared. What would you, because again, I'm open to it and, and you've actually helped me understand a few things about what I've experienced in my life, yeah? So, and and I'm open to more research and all those sorts of things, but what would you tell the people that are going to listen to you and go... Excellent question. So this is how it works. In this world, on this planet, we have 90% even plus mm. people who are still asleep. Yes. People who believe what the media tells them, what the government tells them, what mm. they hear on radio, you know, they don't question things, you know, everything, what they read on the Google, despite the fact that plenty of evidence that the Google has been censored the same as the Facebook. And oh, YouTube. it has been for years, yeah. Exactly, and, and manipulated. They accept as a reality. Mm. In their perception, we are still searching for extraterrestrials somewhere in the distant quadrants of the universe. Yes. And we have uh, came to be through monkeys and through Charles Darwin's theory of evolution, which, oh, yeah, by the yeah. way, he was a, a heavily a satanic Freemason. And yeah, they, they, and, they, and he only ever went to one place. Like he actually, yeah. I looked into Darwin's theory yeah. of evolution. It's so thin. No, it, no, 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 that's it's, rubbish. It's, so it's just even it's not worth to mention. Even. No. And then you have people like, uh, let's say, who saw the Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. That was one of the documentaries over the years that came that opened a lot of eyes, you know, about the 9-11, mm-hmm. how it, they were actually crushed uh, internally, so to speak, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then about the monetary system manipulation and then the research goes into the secret societies. Okay, let's see what they do. Okay, who are those people? Mm-hmm. Oh, it goes to the royal family. It goes here, it goes there. Oh, this this guy is a CEO of there. You know, this guy is a director there. You know, this company, you know, and presidents, prime ministers, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then you have the Bohemian Grave. So that's one type of research. And then when people wake up more, while this is on the run, they can't understand any of this, what mm. we were discussing. Mm. You know, when, when people are only accepting the... the the reality from the mainstream channels yeah look this was a it was a hot a lot of the stuff you're saying was very high level and i yeah and it 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 took a bit for me to keep up um fair enough fair however enough. yeah look however yeah and then afterwards when people awake even more they start to research nsa they start mm-hmm. to research for example the work of uh, dan sherman mm-hmm. he worked for uh uh, uh, NSA for three years, mm. and what he brought out with all the all the reference and documentation, especially mm-hmm. in his book Above Black, which I strongly recommend. Yes, yes, yes. All those programs which are interconnected with extraterrestrials, then recovery of the of the alien technologies and similar stuff. So that research takes you to the alien implants, alien abductions, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. obviously that we are not in control mm-hmm. and then as that starts to happening you open up towards the consciousness yeah and then you start to uh, let's say uh, research the shaolin uh, monks way of living you yes. know the martial arts the chi energy how they can direct the yin and yang energy into certain part of the yeah, body levitation that, even, levitation, that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff you know the yogis and then eventually it goes to remote viewing, mm-hmm. altered states of consciousness and similar stuff, you know. 
and then everything synthesized and then you start to question okay if everything that we are being fed through the mainstream media through national geo in national geographics you have people thousands of people rolling uh, uh locks so to speak you know and wood to create the great pyramid yes 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 so i'm talking about that type of people yeah but once when you awake to to a certain point all right so if this is wrong that is wrong i have to literally crush all the figures on the chessboard and that and, and to be honest and, and, exactly. start, and start from scratch and okay. this is why i'm so open to what you've been yeah, talking yeah, about tonight i, I, I did the same you know yeah. and then you start to question everything and you see the academia that's supposed to lead us in the right direction you know yeah completely stuck in their it's own completely narrative. you know stuck in their own narrative and uh, then you go to the asian civilization you see that we haven't been visited 47 Mm. that those creatures are here for thousands of years mm -hmm. long mm -hmm. before yeah, they, we I mean came this to is be. the thing there's 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 carvings and paintings and exactly. all things referring exactly. back to star beings and yeah. star children and all that yeah. stuff yeah. yeah so it's up to people if they want to believe what the mainstream science are telling them that things happened millions of years ago mm. or whatever it's their choice and I respect mm. that but my personal understanding my personal experience research over 30 years into various subjects of, yeah exactly. of, it's not like you, you you've just done five minutes work no 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 believe me <laughs> no end <laughs> and what what we just touched is just a glimpse of the, of the Look, you I, know, tip of the iceberg if i had a, i had a thousand questions before we sat down now i've got a million okay <laughs> so we, this is this is not the end part eh? we're gonna have to sit down again yeah, mate. yeah um but, obviously please when look i've got a few episodes in the bag um however let me when i release this one um make sure you send me all your youtube links and all your websites and all that sure. sort of stuff so the guys can and the guys the beautiful guys and coders girls and girls and coders across the world can uh can get it um one last question what's going to happen are we i, I mean you, you I, I didn't i mean oh. is there a way because we said before we sat down, we both looked at each other and said, "We hope that we're wrong." I've got my theory, you've got your theory, and it doesn't matter which way you shake it. We hope that we're wrong. What, what what can we do? Is there anything we can do? I mean, I'll be honest, and I'll ask you a frank question. You're in contact with these ETs. What what can we do? You know what I mean? What what is? Let me let me just clarify. The extraterrestrials that uh, I was mostly the positive ones that I was I was mostly in contact. They live among us mm -hmm. on Earth, on Mars to some degree, and four moons of Jupiter. Mm -hmm. They are responsible, relatively responsible for the genuine crop circle phenomena, not the fake ones. But there's been a spate of those recently too. Actually, yeah. they, they've come back here. Yeah. And the other forces, which in the solar system let's say in my book uh, saturn the secrets of extraterrestrial engineers mm -hmm. and also dr uh, bergman with his book uh, the ring makers of saturn mm -hmm. one cigar shaped object driven it's fifty thousand kilometers by four kilometers what kind of chances are we technologically military or whatever you want to call it are standing against a civilization of such level that can build something like that that can build something that you know what i'm saying 
So the extraterrestrials that I'm in contact with, especially before they removed the implant, unfortunately, 2010, they don't have the force to fight them. Mm. Because it's supported by the Type 3 civilization, which destroyed the planet that once orbited between Mars and Jupiter. In those and days. Mars as well. I mean, Mars is half of Mars is two miles shorter than the other half. And it called, that was some sort of explosion that did that. You can see when, when the, the planet exploded, that part of the huge chunk of the asteroid literally left a scar on the surface mm. as, as it went through. Mm. Uh, and then the water was evaporated. Mars was pretty much similar to our conditions, mm. you know, like in, in those And it's days. interesting our obsession that we need to want to terraform Mars, you know what I mean? That's It's interesting how we have an obsession with that. So what we can do, the problem is nowadays that the rich globalists, yeah. unfortunately... We've given the power to the narcissists, narcissistic, sociopathic, psychopaths. And unfortunately, through World Economic Forum and through similar organizations they are trying to push the so-called fourth industrial revolution mm -hmm. they want transhumanism yeah so once when you inject people with certain genetical material you hold a patent to that material and those beings are no longer sovereign so you can control them eliminate them whatever in the eyes of those globalists yeah so this mr global so to speak uh, he doesn't care about us, mm. the general population. Mm. And now it's using medicine and high technology and the military, in my personal opinion, to literally eradicate a huge number of population. Pane, it, it's yeah. not, it, the military is not your personal opinion. I can forward you the article where our Prime Minister here in Australia has asked the military to help them roll out the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard that, absolutely. And that's terrifying. That's terrifying. It's absolutely. And, it, and yeah. the, the problem is, is that a percentage of people are going to run into the arms. And, you know. We know where this goes. Where yeah. this goes. But on the other hand, you have the Freemasons who control the governments because the governments are not in control. They're just middle players, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're puppets, yeah. So we are protesting on the wrong place. And all the petitions that we are signing... Are going to the can people that just they just go. <laughs> they just laugh on them, yeah. you know. So we had to do. I did it, you know, as a as a decent human being, if you know what I mean. Mm. And it is our right and our body what to inject into those bodies. Absolutely, you yeah. Know, no one can force you to inject something if it's not your decision. Yeah, you know that's that's how it should be. But in their eyes, that's not the case. You know. Well, thanks for ending it on a positive note, Pane. I appreciate that, mate. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, the only thing that we can do is just stay alert. Stay the course. Stay positive. Uh, try to try to establish, so to speak, uh, more balance and... Uh, Build the community. Can't make connections like this. Yeah. Interconnect because now they're censoring the Facebook, they're censoring the YouTube, uh, but interconnect with people, build groups and... Hope for a miracle. Well, thanks, mate. Uh, Appreciate it. Good on you, everyone. We'll talk again soon. Cheers. Cheers. Today, I said.